It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Costa Rica's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and uh, today we are looking at Costa Rica's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, this preamble is going to be the same for every media cast we do for players, so those familiar with it can jump ahead to around four minutes when we begin talking about the team. Actually, those times uh, are listed uh, for each section uh, at the top of the show notes, and for YouTube watchers, there's even a, a handy-dandy uh, timestamp that you can click on to go directly to that point. Uh, for those looking for a quick version of this podcast or this media cast, you can skip to near the end uh, end of the show here, uh, the last 10 minutes, I'd say, where we summarize the likely starters. And just prior to that, with about 25 minutes left, uh, we'll have some discussion on the squad. So the main issues with the squad, their club affiliations, some statistics, and an overview of the new and injured and outgoing players. We'll also be ending this media cast um with a look at who we think are going to be the starters so we'll also be editing this uh this show into a shorter version and those who are looking just for an overview uh might find that more suitable for those looking for a deeper dive though you've come to the right place we go through the players um basically all the players that have started for the squad uh since 2021 and how likely they are to make it to the final squad uh, we explain why we think so and give information on each player's history and standing with the squad. So the way we do this is by organizing players into their designated positions. Um, we always note that these are a bit artificial because players don't always play in their coded positions. It's nevertheless a good way to organize the discussion. And then we go through the players and share some of the data we've collected in our soccer files. And we use that data to try to predict how likely the player is to uh, make the team, uh, which is based mostly on their recent participation, but a couple of other factors also. We categorize them into definite to make the squad, likely, possible, possible but unlikely, and seemingly off the squad. Uh, we also mentioned some big players who have recently retired, and we make note of any who are currently injured. And uh, as, as I mentioned, we finished with a quick run through of the squad again to try to determine who will be the starters. Okay, for those following on YouTube, we have a very simple graphic where we list the player names, and you can actually see the uh, players' names in print, as it were. And it's the same broadcast for the audio podcast, uh, so for those people, we're going to try to repeat the names a few times to help uh, listeners familiarize themselves. So that when uh, they step onto the field during the World Cup, you know a little bit about them. Maybe you can uh, impress your friends by telling them some of the uh, details that you pick up here. So that's as much as we can do to this point, but as the rosters are being published, we will do an update episode on teams and players. Uh, for the players, that will essentially be going over our predictions that we make here and updating them based on games played to that point uh, and revealing which players were actually selected. So we're going to do that after the final rosters are published, so keep your eye out for those probably in uh, mid-November. Okay, well, let's move on to talking about Costa Rica specifically. 
And uh, we'll begin with uh, good news. They had a tremendous end to their World Cup qualifying campaign. Uh, with a few games, I'd say with about five games left, it looked kind of grim for them. Um, Panama ahead of them in the standings. They were in fifth place and, uh, you know, not winning enough. However, uh, at the end of the... Uh, at the end of the campaign, they did really well, mostly due to their veterans, actually, who put in a really good performance. And uh, they made it to this World Cup. Actually, they made it to a playoff against New Zealand and uh, and made it through that. Again, uh, one of their veterans scoring the winning goal uh, to make it to this World Cup. But, but beyond that, uh, we did uh, a couple of podcasts on on Costa Rica. We did one before the Gold Cup and then one before the final round of World Cup qualifying and even a mid-round update uh, during qualifying. It's kind of interesting to see where the team was at at that point during the update. And uh, what I'm talking about here are kind of takeaways from those podcasts. So uh, right from the beginning, right uh, after the, probably even before the Gold Cup, we had a worryingly aging team. So they didn't seem to be bringing in uh, a lot of youth and kind of relying on that team. Uh, that team that did so well in the 2014 World Cup, um, but who are now, you know, kind of getting old well into their 30s. Uh, again, we'll probably, uh, we will talk about this more at the end, but keep your mind, uh, keep your eye open as we go through the players here uh, on the ages of players. And you'll probably... Uh, kind of get an idea of what we're talking about, even even when we even before when we return to it uh, after the player by player uh, introductions. And as I alluded to, there uh, pretty ineffective at bringing in youth. Um, we noticed that at the beginning and even halfway through the campaign, they hadn't done a lot in that direction. And uh, again, as we go through the players, kind of keep an eye out for uh, this. Uh, this detail what you'll probably find is that they did actually bring in some young players but they didn't really last with the team uh, that long but we'll return to this point uh, at the end let's take a look at formations for uh, costa rica so the period we're looking at begins with the world cup uh, sorry the gold cup i should say in 2021 and uh, for that tournament they had three different formations over their four games so it was a 4-2-3-1 uh, in game one, a 4-1-4-1 in game two, and then a 4-3-3 in games three and four. So what you'll notice there and actually throughout most of what we're talking about here is the four-man back line, which is pretty consistent and uh, generally one up top, although it looks like they tried to be more attacking in games three and four here with uh with three forwards. Uh, however, they didn't stick with that. Uh, in fact, they were really buried in their formations. And uh, I won't go through all the formations in the 14 games of World Cup qualifying uh, because they used about four or five different formations. The most common one, though, was the 4-2-3-1. So that was used uh, six times. And uh, we should pay particular attention to uh, what they used at the end uh, interestingly, it was a 5-4-1, and I'm saying we're paying attention to um, to the end because that's where they really improved in their campaign, and uh, and um, 
uh, won the games they needed to to get to the cup. So an interesting uh, 5-4-1 formation seems quite defensive actually, but uh, it got them the, the goals and the wins that they needed. Uh, otherwise, they had two times using a 4-4-2, uh, one time using a 4-5-1, and uh, that's it. There was no 4-3-3 formation in World Cup qualifying. Um, however, they did come back to it a little bit later. A couple of Nations League games, I think they were against Panama and Martinique, a 4-4-2, and they're probably most common 4-2-3-1 uh, there. For the World Cup playoff game, a very important game against New Zealand um, that got them to the Cup. It was played in Qatar. And for that, they lined up as a 4-4-2. So uh, not a formation that they commonly used. Um, but um, nevertheless, the one that got them that crucial win. Uh, following that, they played a couple of uh, friendlies in a kind of a mini tournament in South Korea. So they played South Korea and Uzbekistan. And it was a 4-4-2 uh, for, for the first game there against South Korea and a 4-3-3 where they experimented with uh, some new players uh, against um, Uzbekistan. So uh, hard to find a pattern in that. It, it looks like the 4-2-3-1 and the 4-4-2 are their favoured formations. But interestingly, it's the 5-4-1 uh, that yielded them the best results at the end of qualifying. Uh, a, a formation that they had only used once before in game four of the uh, um, game four of the qualifying, which was against uh, uh, Canada, actually. Okay, uh, that's their formations then. So uh, perhaps uh, it'll be good to keep in mind generally four players at the back. And uh, I, I think of them as four players in the midfield. That's the most common. Or else two, two defensive midfielders and then three attacking midfielders. But as we saw, uh, we, they use a lot of different formations. And uh, we'll consider at the end after the player-by-player player whether they are perhaps using too much variety of formations. Uh, anyway, let's move on with the uh, next section, which is the player-by-player. Player. And uh, we begin with the manager. Uh, the manager is Luis, uh, Luis Fernando Suarez. So um, he came in shortly before the Gold Cup in 2021. We uh, thought there might have been some problem there uh, that he was replaced so shortly before the Cup. And uh, we really thought uh, he'll have to do a job to uh, uh, qualify them for the Cup. And um, we also thought that part of his job would be kind of rejuvenating the team as they go through the cup. So it uh, looked bad for him, actually, uh, as the cup went on or as the qualification went on. It looked like they wouldn't make it, but they did uh, with a tremendous finish there, which probably kept him his job. Uh, and we'll talk a bit about more at the end, whether he uh, um, was successful in rejuvenating the squad. The, the short answer is uh, no, not really. And uh, as we go through the players, keep an eye out for that. And we'll talk about it in the notes after the player-by-player player section. So, Luis Fernandez Suarez, as we said, was uh, manager of Costa Rica from uh, just before the 2021 Gold Cup. And uh, he has a fairly long history. He was manager of Ecuador and Honduras, so led Ecuador through the 20, uh, 2006 World Cup. 
and the 27, uh, 2007 Copa America, excuse me, and uh, later was manager of Honduras for the 2011 and 2013 Gold Cups, as well as the 2014 uh, Olympics, uh, where they didn't actually do well. They lost all four games, did Honduras, and uh, he probably lost his job uh, over that because um, <clears throat> he... Um, was with them from 2011 to 14. Uh, besides that, he managed uh, several club-level teams. He's Colombian himself, so a lot of his clubs have been in Colombia. But uh, he's also managed in Peru and uh, Ecuador um, uh, besides. So uh, mostly in Colombia, though. So um, that's a good overview of his history. He's been involved in a lot of the... Uh, um, uh, a lot of the cups in the last decade and uh, is now uh, going to lead Costa Rica through the 2022 uh, World Cup. Uh, okay, gold, unless they replace him shortly before, as they did when he was in. Uh, okay, let's look at the goalkeeper candidates first, and then we will finish with a summary of the position. So we have definite candidate Kaylor Navas, and a uh, definite candidate, Lionel Moreira, and uh, likely candidate, Aaron Cruz, and possible candidate, Esteban Alvarado. And we also have a couple who seem to be off the squad now, but were in and around during this period. Uh, Kevin Bryceno and Daryl Parker. Uh, very much outside candidates there. Uh, let's begin by talking about Kaylor Navas. So Kaylor Navas, uh, in terms of recent participation, started 14 of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup. He was injured for one and uh, not selected for three others. Uh, Kaylor Navas has been with Costa Rica since 2008 and has 107 caps and no goals. So he's a real veteran, as are many of the Costa Rican players. He himself is 36 years old, uh, but he plays for Paris Saint-Germain in France since 2019 and moved from Real Madrid uh, there. He was with Real Madrid from 2014 to 19 and basically earned that spot on Real Madrid uh, through their tremendous 2014 World Cup performance where they uh, finished first in a group ahead of Uruguay, Italy, and um, England. Uh, so a tremendous performance in a group they were never expected to get out of. Uh, Kaylor Navas uh, played for Levante in Spain and Albacete in Spain before that, but started his career with Saprissa. Saprissa in Costa Rica is one of the main clubs there. He was with them for five years and in his youth. And, um, yeah, we're going to have to narrow uh, or we're going to have to shorten some of these uh, bios because um, there's a lot of veterans and there's also a lot of cups in the CONCACAF region. So maybe I'll just uh, kind of um, uh, shorten the whole thing by giving an overview of the cups uh, that have been played in the region during Navis's and the, the time of the other veterans. So we have the uh, Gold Cup every two years. So 2009, 11, 13, 15, 17, 19, and 21. That's a lot. Uh, uh, Costa Rica sent a B team actually to the Gold Cup in 2013. And that was because uh, they were also playing in the 2013 Copa America. I think it was, two, no, 2011, sorry. Um, 
I, I honestly think they sent a B team just because there were too many tournaments. But in 2011, there was the Gold Cup and the uh, Copa America on top of it. In 2016, there was a Copa America Centenario and then uh, World Cups besides, which Costa Rica reached in 2014 and 2018. So I'll have to kind of summarize these uh, tournaments before going through uh, uh, each of them for each player. Uh, and I'll start practicing that with Kaylor Navis here. So his first Gold Cup was in 2009, and he was a starter for that, but basically started half the games and was the full starter for the 2011 Gold Cup. However, uh, after that, he never played another Gold Cup. So for one reason or another, missed all of the Gold Cups after that. So uh, sometimes he was injured, sometimes he was resting, uh, sometimes he uh, it was a B team, as we saw in 2013. Uh, but he seems to basically eschew the Gold Cup, so perhaps I'm being unfair there. Um, uh, for, but for one reason or another, missed them. However, he has uh, reached the Gold Cups, or oh, sorry, the World Cup. So he was the starter in the 2014 World Cup and the 2018 World Cup, uh, despite not starting in the Gold Cup. So um, it'll likely be the case. In fact, we wondered after missing the 2019 and 2021 Gold Cups whether he would be the starter uh, in qualifying. And uh, uh, not surprisingly, he came straight back in as a starter for qualifying. So um, we see him as the starter actually for this tournament too. Uh, let's move on to Lionel Moreira. So Lionel Moreira started two of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup. He was subbed in for one on the bench for 14. Uh, so just one match, the first one actually that he wasn't selected for. That would have been the first match after the uh, Gold Cup in 2021. So he's been with Costa Rica since 2011 and is 31 years old with 24 caps. And he plays for another of the big clubs in Costa Rica, uh, Alajulense, Alajulense, uh, since 2021. But actually he played in Mexico uh, for Pachuca before that from 2019 to 2021. And um, he has basically uh, been around as long as Kaylor Navas has and, uh, uh, and has played in most of the tournaments. Uh, but in the early going, um, he was basically on the bench. So he was a starter in the 2011 Copa America. He didn't make the squad for the 2014 World Cup and was actually off the squad for the 2015 Gold Cup too. Uh, but then um, again was uh, was selected for tournaments, but not the starting keeper um, up until the 2019 Gold Cup. So that was really the uh, first tournament after that Copa America in 2011 that he started. And um, in the 2021 Gold Cup, he was also nominally the starting keeper, but actually kind of shared the role with uh, Alvarez, who we'll meet soon. Uh, partly because he got a red card uh, in one of the games uh, there, so he wasn't even eligible to play it. Uh, we consider Leonel Moreira uh, the, the backup keeper, and um, as we saw in qualifying here when uh, when Navas wasn't available, he, he stepped in. Um, however, we do have Aaron Cruz as a likely candidate. Uh, Aaron Cruz uh, 
didn't play in the Gold Cup, actually. So he returned after a six-month absence shortly after in August 2021. And he started two of their remaining 18 games uh, and was on the bench for 10 of them. So um, uh, an argument for uh, being the third string keeper. It's a bit of an argument between him and Esteban Alvarado, who we'll meet next. Uh, Aaron Cruz has actually not participated in any tournaments uh, he was on the preliminary squad as far back as the uh, 2017 Gold Cup, uh, but uh, hasn't been in a tournament. And those two caps he received in 2021 were his first two. He's uh, also 30 years old, uh, just a year younger than Moreira, but also uh, quite um, uh, senior as far as soccer player goes. We also have Esteban Alvarado, and he didn't start any of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for five. However, he was injured for uh, eight games there, which may have kind of interfered with his chances. And Esteban Alvarado is also in his 30s. He's 33 years old and has been around as long as the first two keepers we talked about since 2010 then with 24 caps in that time and he plays for uh, uh, Herediano the <laughs> one of the other big clubs in Costa Rica this is his second stint with them and um, he did go abroad to play in Turkey and Netherlands from 2010 to 18 uh, but other uh, but basically has come back to play uh, in Costa Rica. And in terms of tournaments, uh, a bit hot and cold here. Uh, he was selected, uh, uh, he was on the team since 2010, but wasn't selected for a tournament until the 2015 Gold Cup. But that one, he started and finished uh, all of their games. However, he wasn't selected for another tournament until the 2021 Gold Cup, uh, where he was the backup keeper, as we saw but ended up uh, starting half of the games. So at that point, it kind of looked like he would be the uh, third string keeper. Uh, but since that point, it looks like Aaron Cruz has uh, overtaken him. And uh, we'll talk a bit more about that in the summary. But let's finish with uh, these two players who seem to be off the squad. So uh, Kevin Bryceno uh, didn't start any of their 18 games uh, since the two... 2021 Gold Cup, but he was on the bench for one. And uh, he actually was uh, the uh, selected for the 2021 Gold Cup, uh, despite being on the team since 2018. And um, actually came on my radar uh, as early as the 2015 Gold Cup. So perhaps he was on a roster of some kind for that. Uh, but anyway, he wasn't selected for any tournament until the Gold Cup here, and he didn't see any action there. So it uh, doesn't seem uh, uh, kind of close to getting a bite here. Uh, he is um, 31 years old himself and plays for Cartagena in Costa Rica, but it uh, doesn't seem like he's a consideration now. Daryl Parker is the last candidate we'll look at. He also seems to be off the team. Didn't start any games since the Gold Cup, uh, but was on the bench for the first one after that, but then uh, not selected after. So he was uh, on the preliminary squad for the 2019 Gold Cup, uh, but he didn't make that squad nor the 2021 Gold Cup. So he's uh, slightly younger, but still 29 years old. So all of their goalkeepers quite ages. He also plays for Cartagena 
in Costa Rica, just like Kevin Bresano. And uh, also uh, doesn't seem to be uh, a serious candidate for making the cut. So let's summarize by, um, or let's finish by summarizing how the position of goalkeeper has gone. Uh, so we saw that in the Gold Cup, uh, Leonel Moreira and Esteban Alvarado shared uh, the starts, although Moreira seemed to be nominally the starting keeper there. And then we were wondering whether he would uh, make a bid as the starting keeper in World Cup qualifying, but no dice. Uh, Kaylor Navas came straight back in and played all of the World Cup games, uh, except for one. Uh, he did not brave the ice Teca in Edmonton from where this podcast is coming and, uh, uh, you know, couldn't handle the cold, couldn't handle the ice box that we are. Uh, actually, he was injured for the previous game, injured in the previous game. And, and uh, Morera came in at halftime for him and went on to, to play up here in Canada. And then Navas came back in and finished off the games. Um, in the five games after World Cup qualifying, it was actually a variety of the goalies. I'll tell you about it soon. But but uh, crucially, though, it was Kaylor Navas who played the playoff game against New Zealand, again suggesting he's the default starter. Uh, however, uh, Moreira and Alvarado uh, each had one game, and Aaron Cruz had two games. Uh, so that's another reason why we think that uh, Cruz is maybe uh, pipping Alvarado for the for the World Cup spot, they'll probably bring three keepers um, to that cup. So uh, it is between Cruz and Alvarado for the third spot. Uh, and uh, right now we're pipping Cruz as the more likely. Let's move on to central defenders. And we begin actually with a player who is coded as a left back, but we've moved him here to central defense since that's where he's been playing. Uh, during the period we're talking about. He did play as a left-back um, prior to this period, but uh, um, he should be dealt with here. Uh, we consider Francisco Calvo a, Calvo a definite candidate, uh, along with Oscar Duarte as a definite candidate, Kendall Walston and uh, Juan Pablo Vargas all four of them uh, definite candidates. And then we have uh, two, uh, four who seem to be off the squad. So Giancarlo Gonzalez uh, seems to be off the squad. Uh, Kaner Brown. Um, Aaron Salazar and Fernan Ferron, uh, all of them seemingly off the squad. Uh, let's go to the top and talk about uh, Francisco Calvo. So as I said, uh, coded as a left back and secondarily as a centre back and is playing as a centre back. He started 15 of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup and he was on the bench for one other and just two matches that he was not selected for. Uh, Francisco Calvo has been with Costa Rica since 2011, so another of many veterans with 75 caps and eight goals. He's 29 years old, and he plays for Konyaspor in Turkey now. That's a recent move. Uh, he played in America uh, for several clubs prior to that, uh, San Jose, Chicago, Fire, and Minnesota United. And um, uh, played mostly in Costa Rica before that, but interestingly, uh, 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 was with an American college team just before his first senior team 
there. So uh, he's, his first cup was the 2011 Copa America, where he started all three games. He didn't make the 2011 Gold Cup. And basically, he's been involved in every tournament, uh, though not always as a starter. He wasn't selected, though, for the 2014 World Cup and uh, was not a starter in, in a couple of cups after that. But uh, in the 2017 Gold Cup, he was a starter. In the 2018 World Cup, he uh, started and finished game one, playing as a left winger there. Uh, but then he lost his starting position and uh, came in only as a substitute in game two for about 15 minutes. He did score a goal, actually. Uh, oh, sorry, no, that's my mistake. He uh, scored one goal in qualifying, not in the in the cup itself. Uh, he was a substitute for the 2019 Gold Cup, but a starter in the 2021 uh, Gold Cup uh, there. So uh, a veteran with the squad now moved into central defence. Um, Oscar Duarte is our second definite candidate. He started 10 of their 18 games since the 2021 uh, Gold Cup. And he was on the bench for one and injured for three and not selected for four others. So we'll see that he kind of disappeared towards the end of World Cup qualifying there. And um, we'll talk about that. He also has been with the team since 2010 and uh, similarly has 70 caps and three goals. He is uh, 33 years old, Oscar Duarte, and plays for Al Weda in Saudi Arabia. Uh, that's a recent move in 2022 from playing with a couple of teams in Spain, Levante and Espanyol from 2016, and Club Brugge in Belgium before that. And uh, uh, Saprisa uh, in Costa Rica was his first club, and in fact, his youth club. So his first uh, appearance was in the 2011 Gold Cup. His first cap was in 2020. 10. He was just a substitute there, but a starter in the following Copa America the same year. And uh, he was a starter in the 2014 World Cup uh, in that famous uh, performance there by Costa Rica. But he was kind of in and out after that, missing the 2015 and 17 Gold Cups. Uh, but again, a starter in the 2018 World Cup, although uh, he, uh, he lost his starting position for uh, Game 3 uh, there. And uh, starter in 2019 um, and on the bench actually for the first game for the 2021 Gold Cup but gained a starting position uh, after game three. So uh, Oscar Duarte and, and I should point out has been playing uh, more regularly uh, uh, slightly more regularly since there, so has kind of been a starter since then but uh, inconsistently so. Oscar Duarte uh, a definite candidate anyway to to make the cup whether he's a starter we'll see uh kendall waston is the third definite candidate also a veteran he started nine of their 18 games since the 2021 gold cup and was subbed in for five and on the bench for four so actually more consistent uh, more consistently selected than oscar Duarte. um he's always chosen though he's not always a starter uh, I just need to uh, take a little drink of water here, so please forgive me. Okay, Kendall Waston um, uh, has been with the team since 2013 and has 62 caps and eight goals, but he's a bit older at 34 years old. Uh, he recently came back to Costa Rica to play for Saprissa for the second time. 
uh, but spent uh, quite a while in, in North America with FC Cincinnati and Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, they're having uh, played for Saprissa in Costa Rica from 2006 to 14. So, and uh, he was with a couple of other Costa Rican teams uh, prior to that. Um, his first tournament was the 2013 Gold Cup where he was on the bench, but kind of disappeared after that. Uh, not part of the World Cup 2014 squad, but actually called back in the 2015 Gold Cup to replace um, Michael Umana uh, or to replace a player who had uh, uh, had been injured. Um, uh, yeah, we won't dwell on him. We'll just take a look at the uh, 2018 World Cup. He was there, but as a substitute, he appeared only in one game. And uh, he was a starter in the 2019 Gold Cup and also in the 2021 Gold Cup, but uh, lost his starting position after game one uh, there. So Kendall Walston, uh, also a sometime starter in the period that uh, since that Gold Cup. Um, so a definite candidate, but not necessarily a starter. We'll talk about that when we summarize the position. Uh, Juan Pablo Vargas, at 28 years old, is the youngster among these players that we've talked about. And he missed the Gold Cup uh, in 2021, but returned after a six-month absence in September, so shortly after the Cup, to start four of their remaining 17 games. And he was subbed in for three and on the bench for 10. So uh, like Kendall Walston, um, kind of consistently called up, but not necessarily seeing action. So Juan Pablo Var Vargas has been with Costa Rica since 2017, uh, only has 12 caps and one goal in that time, and is currently playing for Milan Millonarios in Colombia. Um, he's mostly been in Costa Rica, but was loaned out to a couple of uh, Colombian teams uh, from 2018 to 20, uh, otherwise in Costa Rica. The Gold Cup in 2017 uh, was his first tournament, and um, he too was called, uh, didn't make the final cut, but then he was recalled to replace an injured player. So he didn't see any action there and wasn't part of the World Cup team in 2018 or the 2019 uh, Gold Cup. Um, and for the 2021 Gold Cup, he was selected for the preliminary squad, but didn't make the final squad. So 2017 Gold Cup is only tournament uh, but he seems to have been making inroads since and looks a definite candidate for this, which would be his second tournament. Uh, let's take a look at Giancarlo Gonzalez, another veteran. Uh, he is um, 34 years old and uh, just give me a moment here. Um, uh, actually played in the Gold Cup. So uh, one of the players who was kind of a rotating starter in the 2021 Gold Cup. Uh, and then he was um, on the bench, uh, or he started the first of their 18 games, uh, World Cup qualifiers after the Gold Cup. And he was on the bench for the second, and then he disappeared completely. So I don't know whether he retired or fell out of favor or was just aging out, uh, whatever it is. So involved in the Gold Cup, but not after. Um, and he is still with uh, LA Galaxy in the United States. And uh, he played for uh, Bologna and Palermo in Italy during his career. Um, 
and uh, yeah, I could go through uh, all of his many tournaments, but I'll maybe just keep it to the World Cups. He was a starter in that uh, 2014 World Cup and also in the 2018 uh, uh, World Cup also. Uh, I'm basically a starter in most of the tournaments around that time. But by the 2019 uh, Gold Cup, uh, he was more of a, a substitute. And in the 2021 Gold Cup, he started as a substitute, but actually gained a starting position for a couple of games there. So uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez, um, again, after the Gold Cup, looked like a strong candidate, now seems to be off the squad. Uh, Kaner Brown uh, was with uh, Costa Rica from 2015 to 20. He last appeared for them in October 2020, and his only tournament was the 2015 Gold Cup where he was on the roster but saw no ac uh, action. So didn't make it to any of the tournaments after that, uh, but did kind of pop his head back up in recent times, uh, but just for um, uh, just in 2020 and briefly so. So uh, uh, looks like he has very little chance of making this squad. Aaron Salazar uh, could add some youth to the squad uh, here because he's just 23 years old and uh, they they do seem to need an injection of youth uh, but he subbed in for the first game after the gold cup there the first world cup qualifying game and then wasn't selected after that so didn't get much of a chance there uh he's been with the team since 2021 and has two caps uh but wasn't selected for the um gold cup he made the preliminary squad uh, but not the final squad for the 2021 Gold Cup. He plays for Herediano in uh, Costa Rica, another of uh, their big clubs. And uh, yes, again, uh, doesn't seem to have been given that much consideration by the manager. Finally, uh, Fernand Ferron. Um, he was actually on the roster for the 2021 Gold Cup, even though he had never appeared even as a substitute, even on the bench, I should say. Uh, and he actually got his first cap in October 2021. Uh, but he didn't start any of the remaining 13 games. He was just on the bench for two of them. But uh, kind of like Aaron Salazar, seemed to be <laughs> considered very briefly uh, two appearances on the bench and then not selected for the following 11 matches. So he's another player who might have injected youth into the system, just 22 uh, years old plays from Moravia in Costa Rica. That's not one of the bigger clubs. Uh, but again, uh, uh, just very briefly considered and then uh, frankly dismissed uh, quite easily. And so uh, we're just left with the veterans uh, here uh, going into the cup. So let's summarize the position of central defense. We've dealt with uh, quite a few players here. And... Um, Usually they have two defenders in their formation, two central defenders, but sometimes go with a three-man back line. So we saw in the Gold Cup, Kendall Walston started the first game, but then didn't appear as a starter after that. Uh, rather, it was a rotation among the three other players, uh, Calvo, Duarte, and Gonzalez, kind of rotating the starting position there. However, uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez disappeared very shortly after the cup, uh, just uh, 
appeared in two games of World Cup qualifying and then was never heard from again. And so they settled on Calvo and Duarte uh, as the central defender pairing for the first half of World Cup qualifying. And Waston was added when the formation was a three-man central defense. Around the middle of that uh, World Cup qualifying, Duarte disappeared, Duarte, uh, and Waston, uh, it was Waston and Calvo as a central pairing, and Juan Pablo Vargas as the third uh, added when it was a three-man central defense. And then in the last game, uh, Calvo himself disappeared, so it was Waston, Vargas, and newcomer uh, Chacon. So uh, that looked like the way it was. Waston and Vargas played the first game of the Nations League. And then suddenly, in the second game of Nations League, it was Calvo and Duarte suddenly popping back up again uh, for the three games. So crucially, they played that playoff game against New Zealand. And we're going to see that uh, Costa Rica kind of went back to their veterans for that game. Uh, so Calvo and Duarte, they look like the ones, uh, the kind of the central pairing going into the cup. However, in the last game, they did use a couple of newcomers. It was defensive midfielders Gallo and Chacon, who we'll meet soon, uh, who played the last friendly, both playing as central defenders there. But it does look like uh, Calvo and Duarte uh, uh, kind of reestablished themselves as the starting defenders. And... Um, We'll see uh, in the um, uh, update podcast whether they have played games since. All right. Well, that was uh, long for central defenders, and I actually uh, had that mislabeled, so I'll just correct that on the uh, on the Google on the um, graphics here, and we'll move on to talk about uh, left backs. So for left backs, uh, again, Francisco Calvo is uh, nominally a red back or is, is coded as a left back. and uh, uh, But we dealt with him as a central defender because that's where he has been playing uh, in the period that we're talking about. So we begin with definite candidate Brian Oviedo. And we also have a possible candidate, I think really he should be likely, uh, Ronald Ma uh, Matarita. Uh, also possible, Ian Lawrence. Well, he's not nearly as possible as Matarita. And uh, Joseph Mora, uh, seemingly off the squad. So let's go back and look at these players. We have Brian Oviedo, who, another veteran that we have to uh, deal with. He, uh, Brian Oviedo started 11 of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup, and he subbed in for two and was on the bench for five others. So always selected, though not always uh, the starter. Brian Oviedo has been with Costa Rica since 2010 and has 75 caps and two goals, and he's 32 years old. And he currently plays for Real Salt Lake in the uh, United States. Uh, that's a recent move back from Europe where he played for Copenhagen and Sunderland and uh, Everton. Copenhagen twice, actually. And um, uh, he started with Saprisa, the, the club that you're going to hear Time and time again, he played with their youth club too. So, uh, again, we'll kind of focus on the World Cup uh, uh, qualification or the World Cup um, tournaments here because there's too many smaller tournaments to deal with. But I will say that the 2011 Gold Cup was uh, his starting 
um, his starting tournament. Uh, and then he was injured, actually. He seemed like a likely selection for the 2014 World Cup, but an injury prevented him. Um, wow, he suffered a double broken leg uh, in an FA Cup match for Everton uh, in January of 2014. And actually, you know, his recovery was happening quickly, but certainly not in time enough for the Cup. Uh, and generally played in tournaments uh, after that, including the 2018 World Cup, where he didn't appear in game one, but gained a starting position for the following uh, two games, lining up as a left winger there uh, and uh, a starter in the 2019 Gold Cup, but not in the 2021 Gold Cup. He was actually selected for the final squad, but was injured there too. Uh, so uh, he was kind of out for the first part of uh, World Cup qualifying, I think. Anyway, uh, came back and basically has reasserted his position, as we'll soon see. Uh, Ronald Mar uh, Matarita, we consider a likely, uh, no, a possible candidate. I might change that. He started seven of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup, subbed in for three and was on the bench for for one, and was injured for the last five. So we'll take a look at that injury at the end of the, uh, uh, towards the end of the podcast there. Um, uh, Ronald Marietta, I think I'm going to move him up to, to uh, possible right here, right now. I'm doing it right in front of you. Uh, because again, seven of their matches, um, is pretty good but again uh, uh yeah affecting this maybe his injury we'll see uh, uh ronald matarita has been with costa rica since 2015 and has 52 caps and three goals so something of a veteran but not as much as most of the squad he's 28 years old making him a veritable youngster on the squad he's been with fc cincinnati in the usa uh and new york city in the usa uh from for, since 2016 and was with uh, Ala Juelense in Costa Rica prior to that. In terms of tournaments, uh, the World Cup in 2014 was before his time and he didn't make the final cut for the 2015 Gold Cup. So the 2016 Copa America, uh, the Centenario edition, was his first tournament and he started all games in that. However, didn't make it to the uh, 2017 Gold Cup or the 2018 World Cup because of injuries, uh, unfortunately. And he was just a sub in the 2019 Gold Cup. And uh, in the 2021 Gold Cup was a starter, uh, possibly uh, because um, uh, possibly because Oviedo was injured there, kind of opened the door for him. So maybe that's why I had him as a possible candidate because uh, uh, Oviedo being back uh, um, at least affects his uh, his uh, status as a starter, but really it shouldn't affect his status as uh, a candidate for the squad. Anyway, uh, Ian Lawrence is a possible candidate, and uh, he got his first cap in March 2022 and started one of their remaining five games, uh, subbed in for two and on the bench for one, and the only match he missed was uh, was because of coronavirus. So, uh, yeah, kind of joined late, but uh, uh, is being selected and is some blessed youth uh, for the for the squad. He's just 20 years old, which is what they 
really need to start rebuilding and uh, and plays for uh, Alajuelense in Costa Rica. So Ian Lawrence, but uh, probably uh, not really a consideration as a starter. Uh, Joseph Mora seems to be off the squad. He last appeared for the team in June 2021, so just before the Gold Cup there. And uh, he's been on the squad since 2018, actually. Uh, and he has uh, just six caps, though, and is 28 years old. Uh, sorry, 29 years old. And uh, he hasn't made it uh, to a tournament uh, yet. He was selected for the preliminary squad. That was a 60-man preliminary squad for the uh, 2021 Gold Cup. So every Costa Rican and their dog made it onto the preliminary squad, uh, but only 26 or so made it onto the final squad. Uh, Joseph Morrow is one of those who didn't make the final cut. Okay, let's uh, look at the position in summary. Uh, we speculated that Ronald Matarita uh, might be taking over the position from Brian uh, Oviedo. Um, Matarita was a starter, as we saw, in the Gold Cup, uh, but that was because Oviedo had uh, been injured. Uh, however, Oviedo resumed, position, uh, at the, resumed the position at the start of uh, World Cup qualifying. He played the first three games there, so I was mistaken in thinking that... Uh, that he was injured for the first few games. Uh, however, uh, in the end, Oviedo and Ronald Matarita uh, uh, basically shared the position throughout. Uh, Ian Lawrence got a start in the final game, which was a bit of an experimentative squad, uh, but it, it does look like a kind of a shared position. So I think I was right in moving uh, Matarita up to likely. And again, uh, once again, we saw a return to the veterans with uh, Oviedo starting five, uh, all five of the last set of games. So, sorry, Ian Lawrence uh, uh, started the last of the World Cup qualifying games. Oviedo starting all five of the last games, including the return to the veterans game that was the playoff against New Zealand. So, relying on their veterans for that game and uh, Oviedo seems to have the uh, starting position going into the cup. Uh, let's look at right backs. We're actually going to start with a player who is off the squad now, uh, Christian Gamboa. Christian Gamboa. And we're starting with him because he held the position for so long. And then when he left, it created a bit of a void. So we'll, we'll kind of present the narrative that way. As a definite candidate, we have Keisha Fuller. And as a likely candidate, Carlos Martinez. And as a possible candidate, R Ricardo Blanco. And we also have two players who seem to be off the squad in um, uh, Felicio Brown Forbes and Yael Lopez. And actually, uh, Gamboa. I'm putting him in the retired category. So we'll begin with him. Again, a veteran whose uh, bio I don't want to go all the way through. He last appeared for the national team in November 2020. Uh, but the key point is that he was uh, a starter for many of the tournaments prior to the um, uh, 2021 Gold Cup there. So uh, Christian Gamboa was on the team from 2010 to 20 and uh, 79 caps and three goals and 32 years old, like uh, 33 years old, sorry, like so many of that 2014 World Cup 
kind of generation. And he's still playing. Uh, he plays for Bochum in Germany. And uh, he's played for Celtic and West Brom in England and other European clubs. And uh, I'll pick up his story from the 2014 World Cup, uh, which he started. He started all five games there. So it was part of that tremendous uh, campaign and was a starter in all tournaments uh, after that, including the 2018 World Cup, uh, all the way up until the 2019 Gold Cup, where he started and finished game ones. Uh, games one and two, and then lost his starting position after that. And that basically uh, spelled the end for him. Um, for the 2021 Gold Cup, I did read one report uh, that suggested he was injured, but the long and short of it is he uh, he, he didn't make the final cut um, for that one. So, um, yeah, off the team now. Uh, and they've been looking to replace him. So let's uh, keep track of, of how they have uh, filled his shoes. Uh, well, Keisha Fuller, our, our definite candidate, is the one who uh, has pretty much done so. Keisha Fuller started nine of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup, subbed in for two and on the bench for four, and uh, not selected for three others. Keisha Fuller is a bit comical uh, in, in the positions he plays on the field. It's all over the field. Uh, left attacking midfielder, right forward, uh, sometimes in the midfield, but nominally he is the right defender. He's been with Costa Rica since 2019 and has 30 caps and two goals and is relatively young at 28 years old and plays for uh, Herediano in Costa Rica. He spent his whole career in Costa Rica. And his first tournament was the 2019 Gold Cup, where he was on the bench for the first couple of games and then gained a starting position and was the starter in the 2021 Gold Cup. Um, so a good candidate for uh, um, the right back, starting right back position there, but giving him a bit of a challenge is likely candidate uh, Carlos Martinez. So likely uh, to make the squad, not necessarily likely to be the starter. Uh, Carlos Martinez got his first appearance on the bench in, in January 2022 and started two of their remaining six games to June 2022. By the way, yeah, we're just examining the period that goes up until June 2022. And he was subbed in for two and on the bench for two others. So after joining the team in January, has consistently been called up and uh, has uh, four caps in that time and is uh, uh, 23 years old. So representing a bit of the youth that they need. He plays for San Carlos in Costa Rica and his career has mostly been in Costa Rica, except interestingly, he was with the uh, famous Aspire Academy in Qatar, the academy that's uh, responsible for developing Qatar's team, amongst other things, for this World Cup. Uh, he was uh, uh, with them in 2015 to 17 and played for Upen in Belgium, which seems to be a team that's associated with the Aspire Academy. So kind of an interesting start to his career there and a post or a likely candidate here. Ricardo Blanco uh, returned after a 10-month absence in August 2021, so just after the Gold Cup, and started eight of their remaining 18 games. And he was on the bench for two 
uh, and injured for six. So actually just two games he wasn't called up for, but perhaps injury getting in the way for Ricardo Blanco. He's been with Costa Rica since 2010, but unlike other veterans who started in that year, he has 15, just 15 caps uh, and is 33 years old. So he's been in uh, Costa Rica his whole career, currently with uh, Saprisa. Um, and that was actually his first club. So it's his second spell with Saprisa. And uh, he's never made a tournament. In fact, uh, kind of interestingly, he resumed play for the team in 2019 after a nine-year absence. So he kind of got uh, got a look in and, in 2010 and then not looked at again until 2019. So he's never been uh, part of a tournament. Felicio Brown-Forbes uh, last appeared for the national team in March 2021, so shortly before the uh, shortly before the Gold Cup. Um, he was actually born in Germany, and he also suffered a long absence from the national team, so got his first cap in 2014, uh, and then disappeared for seven years before popping up again in 2021. So uh, he has just four caps for the national team. He's 30 years old, and uh, is currently playing in China has kind of been all over the place, but we won't go into too much detail because he uh, seems uh, like a very outside chance of making the squad, as is Yal Lopez. Uh, Yal Lopez uh, didn't start any of their 18 games since the Gold Cup uh, and was just on the bench for the first one and not selected after that. So, again, one of many players who just got a very brief look at by the coach, one of many young players, I should say, um, he's 20, uh, what is he, 25, 24 years old. And, uh, but just one cap in 2021, and that cap was in the Gold Cup. So he was selected for the Gold Cup, and he appeared in Game 3, which was a B-team game. Um, uh, but that's, that's about it. He hadn't appeared... Uh, actually, he had never appeared even on the bench for Costa Rica before being named uh, to the to the squad, uh, Yael Lopez, but apparently didn't make a good impression because uh, has not played for the team since the Gold Cup. Um, okay, so that is it. Let's go back and uh, look at the position. So, again, we started the narrative with Christian Gamboa, who held the position for a long time, uh, but who last played in November of 2020. The position seemed to uh, be firmly in Keisha Fuller's hand in the Gold Cup, but uh, in World Cup qualifying, Ricardo Blanco looked like he was taking over the position. He started uh, six of the first eight games in World Cup qualifying. Uh, however, but uh, after that, Fuller got it back and played most of the remaining games, and uh, Carlos Martinez played the last game of World Cup qualifying. Uh, again, in the five games after World Cup qualifying, it was pretty mixed, uh, but we keep a close eye on who played the game against New Zealand, because that was very important, and no surprise, it was Keisha Fuller. However, uh, Blanco did play one game, and Carlos Martinez uh, two games, so it seems, um, uh, it seems like uh, Fuller has a position and Martinez is providing something of a challenge. And there's an interesting detail here. Uh, 
once again, we, we saw that the New Zealand game uh, saw Costa Rica going back to their trusted uh, veterans. Um, but prior to that, you know, Martinez had been making inroads on the spot. And interestingly, uh, Fuller actually started that game against New Zealand, but he was pulled at halftime and Martinez uh, subbed in for him. So uh, maybe a bit of a struggle between veterans and newcomers there. Uh, I'm sure Martinez will actually have the spot in the future. It'll be interesting to see whether he has it in the Gold Cup because... Uh, Fuller does seem to be uh, losing a little bit of grip on the spot. All right, now we move on to midfielders. Let's begin then with uh, defensive uh, midfielders. And uh, I'll just uh, clean up the graphics a little bit here. And uh, among defensive midfielders, uh, we do actually see some youth, probably the, uh, the um, two young players who have inserted themselves into the squad the most, uh, Daniel Chacon, who we consider a definite candidate, and Orlando Gallo, uh, also a uh, definite candidate. And um, we have a possible candidates in Douglas Lopez and Houston Salas. And uh, finally, we have a couple of players who seem to be off the squad. Now, Jefferson Brenes and David Guzman, David Guzman, perhaps, and uh, Jalen Hayden and Jose Mora, uh, four players who seem to be off the squad. So let's go back to talk about Daniel Chacon. So uh, he got his first cap in January 2022 and started two of their remaining nine games to uh, until June 22. Uh, subbing in for five and on the bench for two others. So always called up there. And uh, he played uh, once as a central defender also, um, and uh, but is coded as a defensive midfielder. So uh, he plays for Cartagena in Costa Rica. So seven caps there in 2022. And uh, most significantly, he's a young player, just 21 years old. So no tournaments under his belt. And uh, Orlando Gallo is uh, similar. He got his first cap in October 2021 and started four of their remaining 14 games, uh, subbing in for five and on the bench for three. The only two games he wasn't selected for, uh, he was injured for. So he has nine caps since 2021 and is 22 years old and plays for uh, Herediano uh, in Costa Rica. Uh, he started with Al, uh, Alajuelense in Costa Rica, so the two big clubs in Costa Rica. Alajuelense was his youth club also, and he also played as a central defender once. So keep an eye on those two players as they come into uh, play towards the second half, especially of the World Cup qualifying campaign. We also have a possible candidate, Douglas Lopez. So he got his first appearance on the bench in January 2022, um, like Chacon, so perhaps trying to inject some youth into the squad there. However, he didn't start any of their remaining uh, nine games, uh, just subbed in for one, and he was on the bench for four. However, uh, he wasn't selected for the last three matches, so didn't really seem to make it there. So just one cap uh, in 2022 for the 24-year-old. Uh, he also plays for Herediano in Costa Rica. 
Eustin Salas is uh, also a possible candidate. He got his first appearance in October 2021. He started two of their remaining 14 games, subbed in for one and was on the bench for seven. However, uh, like Douglas Lopez, he wasn't selected for any of the last three matches, so uh, perhaps didn't um, make a strong enough impression on the manager there. Uh, so three caps since 2021. He's a bit older at 26 years old, uh, Houston Salas, and he plays for uh, Saprisa in Costa Rica and was with Herediano before that. Um, Houston Salas. Jeffrey, Jefferson Brenes um and david guzman uh were both involved in the gold cup but have kind of drifted off the squad since uh jefferson brenes have started two of their 18 games since the 2021 gold cup and he was subbed in for one and on the bench for one but then disappeared for the last 14 matches so um we'll talk about his role in the gold cup uh, there, but I'll just give a bit of bio information on him. He's actually a young player too. So another of the young players who have been abandoned, it seems. Uh, he's been with Costa Rica just since 2020 and has seven caps and is 25 years old. And he plays for Herediano in Costa Rica uh, also. And in the Gold Cup, he was subbed into games uh, one and three, and they also started game uh, two. Uh, he lined up as a stopper in that 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one, uh, formation. And in fact, he uh, he uh, didn't actually make the cut from the preliminary squad at first, but uh, he later replaced Yeltsin Tejada, who we'll meet soon, uh, who was um, injured for the cup. So uh, Jefferson Brenes, um, uh, kind of started to make inroads there, but uh, it didn't last long into World Cup qualifying, and he hasn't been around uh, recently. Da David Guzman uh, started two of their 18 games after the Gold Cup and was on the bench for one, uh, but also not selected for the last 14 matches. So, um, like Brenes, just uh, kind of disappeared. Guzman is much more of a veteran, though, falls into that category of um, uh, of veterans. Uh, he's been with the team since 2010 and has 63 caps and is 32 years old and plays for Saprissa in Costa Rica. Uh, his career was um, uh, also involved some time in the USA with Columbus Crew and Portland Timbers. Uh, but mostly it was with Saprissa, so uh, both before and after his stint in the U.S. Uh, his first tournament was the 2011 Gold Cup, but he was just a sub there, and we won't go through the whole tournament. Uh, he actually didn't seem to have been um, a consideration for the 2014 uh, World Cup um, and, and really wasn't part of the squad until 2017, where he started the Gold Cup there. Uh, and and so he was a starter in the 2018 World Cup, actually starting all three games uh, there. Uh, he missed the 2019 Gold Cup, but was there for the 2021 and a starter uh, in that uh, Gold Cup. Um, and so uh, looked like he was part of the squad again uh, until the early part of World Cup qualifying where he completely disappeared from the team, um, uh, David Guzman. 
Uh, Jalen Haddon uh, also seems to be off the squad. He returned after, after an almost three-year absence uh, in August 2021, so immediately after the Gold Cup, uh, but just appears as a substitute in a single game and disappeared after that. So we won't talk further about him uh, until unless he kind of appears uh, and then we'll we'll give more details in the update podcast. Jose Mora returned after a two and a half year absence in September 2021, uh, but like um, uh, like some of the players before, uh, kind of made a brief appearance, subbed in for one game and on the bench for two, and then not selected for the last 14 uh, 14 games. So uh, a lot of players there kind of. Um, uh, we say kind of um, dismissed after a couple of games of World Cup qualifying, and then a couple of players who uh, uh, seem to have uh, made inroads into the squad. So we'll summarize this position uh, by saying, uh, kind of strictly speaking, the defensive midfielder is only used in the 4-1-1 formation, but in reality, they'll often play as central midfielders. So uh, Guzman was the most central of the central midfielders or and defensive midfielders in the cup. Uh, but uh, central midfielder Borges and left midfielder Venegas were there when it was a two or three man uh, central midfield. And uh, Brenes uh, was actually a player that we initially highlighted as perhaps being able to bring some youth into the midfield. Uh, however, as we saw, he was shortly off the squad uh in into the world cup qualifying as was guzman so uh keep shack on and gallo in mind as they come into play more as i said in the second half of the period uh, i guess kind of replacing uh brenes and guzman who had uh, um had a bigger role in the gold cup okay now we move on to uh, players actually coded as central midfielders rather than defensive midfielders um even though it is uh, pretty much a defensive role. And we have Celso Borges as a definite candidate, the, the veteran. And uh, Yeltsin Tejada, who we saw was injured for the Gold Cup, but returned. Uh, Rohan Wilson as a possible candidate. And Alan Cruz as se seemingly off the squad. So Celso Borges, uh, even more veteran than some of the veterans and captain of the squad now. He's been with Costa... Oh, no, I should give his recent uh, participation. Uh, still very active with the squad. Started 13 of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup, as well as subbing in for two games. So just three games that he wasn't selected for. And... Um, he uh, has been with Costa Rica since 2008, so actually a little bit longer than a lot of the veterans here. Uh, an amazing uh, 154 caps and 27 goals, so fairly uh, regular scorer for a more defensive-minded player. But we'll see he does play uh, kind of almost like an attacking midfielder in some, some cases. Uh, he is uh, 34 years old and plays for... Uh, Alajuelense in Costa Rica. That's kind of a return to Costa Rica after spending most of his career in Spain. Uh, sorry, yes, with Spain. So two stints with Deportivo La Coruna in Spain, and he also played uh, in Sweden and Norway 
as well. So actually, his father is Alexandre Guimarães. Um, he's a Brazilian-born Costa Rican player, very much loved uh, in his time, and also managed Costa Rica in the 2002 and 2006 World Cup. So comes from good stock, uh, as it were. Uh, but he's he's done very well himself. Uh, again, we won't go through all his tournaments, but the first one was the 2009 Gold Cup where he started all four games. And uh, I believe he was captain of Costa Rica, just 23 years old. Uh, I don't know if he was captain all the way, uh, all the way till now, but um, uh, I'd have to look into that. But uh, a very respected player. He was the captain in the 2011 Gold Cup, which was his uh, second tournament. And uh, basically active in all tournaments, but we'll look at the World Cup where he was a starter in the 2014 and 2018 World Cups. Uh, missed a couple of Gold Cups, uh, 2017. Um, oh, it looks like that was the only one he missed. Um, otherwise was generally a starter right up until the 2021 uh, Gold Cup here where I did notice he was a bit more of an offensive-minded player um than than I felt he was but he actually has scored goals throughout his career so um uh, does get up there uh scored two of their goals in qualifying actually and missed a penalty uh as well so Celso Borges um probably will retire after this world cup but impressive that uh, uh he's still uh, in good enough shape there to uh lead the team through it as it were uh, Yeltsin Tejada is also a veteran um, recently he started 12 of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup and he subbed in for two and was on the bench for one uh, but not selected just for three matches there and uh, he has been with uh, Costa Rica since 2011 69 caps and four goals and is 30 years old so that looks like uh, a pretty familiar uh, bio uh for a lot of these veterans especially the ones who impressed in the 2014 world cup so uh, he too has returned to uh, costa rica playing for herediano uh, but was also in europe with lausanne sport in switzerland and evian in france uh, he got his start with saprisa as so many of them did uh, 2013 gold cup was his first tournament and he was part of that 2014 world cup squad uh, i think he played quite well there because that's when he really caught my attention and uh was a part of every cup except the 2015 gold cup uh which he was not involved with um but uh for the 2018 world cup he was only a substitute uh, just appeared as a substitute for a few minutes in game two there uh, and uh, for the 2019 Gold Cup, he was on the roster but didn't see any action. And the 2021, as we saw, he was selected for the final squad but was injured and replaced by Jefferson Brenes. So hasn't been that active recently. However, uh, during the period we're talking about, he really kind of came into the uh, squad. So I think in our previous podcast, we had kind of thought he was, you know, kind of drifting off the squad uh, there. Um, but uh, has come thundering back in and is a definite candidate for this cup. Uh, Wilson Rowan, uh, sorry, Rowan Wilson um, 
is a possible candidate. He got his first cap in June 2022, so just recently, and didn't start any either of the uh, remaining two games there, uh, the friendlies in Korea, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for the other. So just two caps since 2022, and he is 20 years old. So uh, again, um, maybe trying to inject some youth into the team. He plays for Municipal Grecia in Costa Rica, uh, there and finally we have alan cruz who we consider to be off the squad now he didn't start any of their 18 games since the 2021 gold cup uh, but he was subbed in for one uh, and not selected for the other 17 including the last 10 matches so kind of uh, subbed into a game in the middle there but otherwise um not really considered um, which is surprising because he both represents youth and had been making his way into the squad. Uh, he's been with uh, Costa Rica since 2018 and has 24 caps and two goals. So a pretty decent return uh, in that time for the 26-year-old. He's with FC Cincinnati in the United States, although I do believe his form uh, kind of dropped off and I think he dropped down to the FC Cincinnati uh, second team there uh, he was a starter in the 2019 gold cup started and finished all four games but in the 2021 gold cup he only started one game so yeah it seems uh um it seems like his form has dropped and um yeah the only the only kind of note i made uh on him for the 2021 gold cup was a wasted opportunity um he had, it took a wild long shot when there were players in the box waiting to be fed um, so um, played about half the games in in the lead up to the gold cup so seemed to be uh, drifting off the squad and now seems to be gone Alan Cruz so let's uh, talk about this position again it overlaps with the defensive midfielders a bit but um, Yeltsin Tejada we saw had been injured for the gold cup and actually not selected for the first three games of World Cup qualifying, but then came thundering back into the picture. So uh, Borges and Tejada became the central pairing there uh, in the central midfield. And generally Gallo uh, was called in to replace Borges whenever he was uh, out. So Borges was out three times, so Gallo came in to replace him. Uh, it was Gallo and newcomer Chacon uh, who started the first Na Nations League game after World Cup qualifying, but uh, they returned to the veterans Borges and Tejada for the second one and also for that crucial playoff game. So there again, we see kind of a return to the veterans uh, to play against New Zealand. Uh, and in the last friendly, we saw uh, attacking midfielder uh, Aguiera get his second start as a central midfielder. Um, but he um, uh, was, is someone we'll talk about a bit later. So going forward, it does look like Borges and Tejada, although those young players, Gallo and Chacon, uh, do look like they will be uh, part of the picture. All right, let's move on now to uh, left midfielder. So we think uh, of left and right midfielder as a more defensive midfield role. And, and then we look at kind of wingers and attacking midfielders uh, on the more offensive side. So let's take a look at the candidate. We have uh, Johan Benegas, 
as a definite candidate. He actually kind of plays all over the all over the place as a forward uh, once, I believe. Uh, Gerson Torres as a likely candidate, and then uh, Jeffrey Valverde as possible but unlikely. And we've actually moved a couple of players here. Uh, Ariel Lassiter and uh, Randall Leal, we've kind of moved up to our discussion of left attacking midfielders. So I think we talk about them when we, we combine them with wingers to talk about the more attacking players. So we'll come back to Ariel Lassiter and Randall Leal. Meanwhile, we have uh, Barlin Sequeira, seemingly off the squad. And uh, Daniel Kalindra is kind of an interesting case there, uh, but also uh, ultimately seemingly off the squad. So let's go back to talk about Johan Venegas. And he started eight, uh, I was going to say eight, but six of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup. I thought he was on more than that, but he was subbed into six games and on the bench for three and not selected for uh, three other games. So Johan Venegas, another of the veterans, uh, he joined a bit later than the others, though, in 2014. So he actually wasn't part of that World Cup squad. Uh, but he is 34 years old and has 81 caps and 11 goals. And um, he's basically been in Costa Rica for most of his career, currently in his second stint with uh, Alajuelense. Um, and was with Saprisa before that. But he did spend a bit of time in North America with uh, Minnesota United and Montreal Impact in Canada. And um, his first tournament then was the 2015 Gold Cup. And uh, he played in most of the tournaments after that. Uh, but we'll take a look at the World Cup where he was a starter for games one and two and then lost his starting position for game three and uh, was not part of the uh, 2019 Gold Cup squad. But he came back in the 2021 Gold Cup and appeared in all four games, uh, starting games two and four there, and subbing into games one and three. So um, again, uh, a left midfielder, but kind of uh, uh, popped up all over the field, and we consider him a definite candidate, uh, Johan Venegas, a bit of a utility midfielder there. Uh, Gerson Torres is a likely candidate. He returned after a five-month absence in November 2021 and went on to start five of their remaining 11 games uh, and subbed in for four and on the bench for four. So after joining in November, uh, there just uh, one game that he wasn't selected for. Um, he's been with the team since 2017 and has 13 caps and one goal, so not many and is uh, 25 years old and uh, he hasn't been a part of uh, um, any tournaments actually he returned in 2021 there uh, it was after a four and a half year absence so got a couple of caps it seems in 2017 and then was off the team so hasn't been involved in any tournaments um, uh, again one of one of many players who made the preliminary squad for the 2021 Gold Cup, but not the final squad. However, he did uh, uh, score an important goal in World Cup qualifying. Uh, it was a late winning goal at home to Honduras. And, um, you know, perhaps that helped his uh, argument for making the squad a likely candidate, in our opinion. Uh, Jeffrey Valverde. Um, 
got his first cap in January 2022 and started one of their eight remaining games and was subbed in for one other and then disappeared. So uh, not there for the last six matches. So he plays in Costa Rica and is 27 years old, but doesn't look like he'll be part of the squad here. And uh, uh, we have Barlin Sequeira. Uh, he also... Um, was uh, sorry was on the preliminary squad for the gold cup and didn't make the final cut and he started the first of their games after the gold cup but not selected after that match so uh, he has four caps since 2018 and is 24 years old so we may see him in the future daniel kalindris uh, last appeared on the well, last appeared for the national team in 2018 as far as being on the field goes. But my sources disagree on his recent uh, participation because one of my sources has him on the bench uh, in, uh, in an October 2021 game against the USA. Uh, but uh, another of my sources uh, doesn't report that. So um, it's a little unclear. Nevertheless, he seems to be off the team and was with the team all the way from 2011 to 18, but only got 17 caps. And despite being coded as a forward, in fact, uh, uh, referred to as being the tricky forward uh, by announcers in the 2018 World Cup, he doesn't have any goals in those 17 caps. So that's not great as a forward. Uh, he's pretty uh, aged now, 37 years old as a soccer player, and interestingly plays for a club in Bangladesh, um actually played for a couple of clubs in bangladesh was kind of going back and forth from costa rica to bangladesh otherwise he's just played in costa rica and uh, despite starting with the team in 2011 he's had uh, several absences from the team but significantly he was part of the world cup squad in 2018 and um he was just a sub but he started game three and actually made a really good um uh, impression uh, there. Um, it was Switzerland in game three, and he had three shots by the 24th minute, uh, a couple of them just over the crossbar. And um, he also made um, a crucial defensive header in uh, game one against Serbia. So made a good impression on me there, but uh, seems a pretty inconsistent player, has been on and off the squad uh, a few times. Now 37 years old. Um, uh, he would be the ultimate return to veterans, but I don't think Costa Rica is going to go that far. So we don't expect to see him in the cup. So let's uh, uh, summarize the left midfielder position. Uh, generally, it's actually Venegas in the first half of the period we're looking at. So uh, in World Cup qualifying, but uh, the defensive midfielders Gallo and Shakon um, played there more often in the second half of this period. And uh, a couple of other players made single appearances. I won't go through all the details. And sometimes the formation, too, made it um, uh, a bit more of an attacking than a defensive role. So a bit of confusion there uh, in that uh, uh, kind of forward left quadrant, especially. We're going to see a bit of confusion uh, when we get there. But on the left side, um, uh, uh, kind of central midfielders, uh, taking over the position and just pushing out to the left. Let's go to right midfielders. And um, we have uh, Alan Guevara, uh, but 
uh, he is just a possible but unlikely. And then we're going to look at um, outgoing veteran Christian Bolanos, who seems to be uh, retired. And Luis Diaz uh, also seems to be uh, retired. Uh, no, Diaz is uh, uh, off the squad because he's not, he's not old enough to retire. Uh, Alan Quivera um, returned after a nine-year absence in June 2022 to appear as a substitute in one of their remaining three games, uh, remaining four games, I guess, and was not selected for the three others. So he's uh, been on the team since 2011, but only has 15 caps and is 33 years old. Uh, he just appeared actually in the 2011 uh, Copa America and uh, again was absent after that. So um, we don't expect to see him. Christian Bolanos, though, is a bigger player for the squad. And um, I'll just cover his recent participation before I uh, take a look at his bio. He actually returned after a more than two-year absence in October 2021 and didn't start any of the remaining 12 games there, but was subbed in for one and not selected for the other. So again, this this kind of return to uh, veterans uh, rather than developing youth for me is a bit of concern, a bit of a concern for Costa Rica. Uh, Christian Bolanos, a real veteran actually, uh, was on the team from 2005 with 87 caps and six goals. And uh, now he is uh, 38 years old. So uh, been on the team even longer than Celso Borges. Um, I won't go through his club and his career. I'll just take a look at the World Cups. The first of which uh, was in 2006. Uh, wow, he subbed into game one in 2006. Uh, 2010, they didn't make the World Cup, but 2014, he was part of that uh, squad that did so well, started all five games there. And um, in 2018, he uh, was just a substitute uh, he would. Uh, he had actually been racing for fitness coming into the cup because uh, he had uh, had an ankle fracture in March, so not really fit enough to uh, start their games. Uh, so anyway, on the way out, uh, Christian Balanas, he was not part of the Gold Cup 2021 squad either. Uh, he was on the preliminary squad like, like everyone else uh, in Costa Rica. Uh, Luis Diaz uh, also... Um, seemingly off the squad. He didn't start any of their 18 games since the Gold Cup, but he was subbed in for one. Uh, but then uh, that was kind of towards the beginning, then not selected for 17 matches, including the last 13. So um, he was actually part of the Gold Cup squad. Um, he actually uh, didn't make the final cup, but then was brought back in to replace uh, Brian Oviedo, who was injured. So uh, Luis Diaz, uh, since 2019, has been with Costa Rica, just eight caps, and is 24 years old. So maybe someone uh, we'll see in the future because they need to rebuild after this World Cup. And currently with Columbus Crew in USA. And as I said, uh, part of the Gold Cup squad in 2021, but that was his first tournament. Okay, so we have... Uh, not many likely candidates here on the right midfield. Um, the right uh, role, 
especially on the right, the role is covered by central midfielders or even defensive midfielders. In fact, it's almost always Celso Borges uh, stepping into the role, uh, but when the formation calls for it, so sometimes a, a bit more of a defensive role, sometimes a bit more attacking. And as we saw, uh, Gallo, the youngster Gallo, replaced Borges a few times, so also has played in this role. Uh, now, for the next section, we are actually going to combine uh, left-wingers and um, attacking uh, midfielders, left-attacking midfielders. Um, I'll just kind of change the label here. And, uh, and even, even uh, left and right forward. So think of it as the uh, divide the field into four parts and we're kind of looking at the uh, forward left part of the field and considering players in that position. Um, honestly, I got to say, it's really a bit of a mess in terms of both the formations and in who is filling the role uh, in that part of the field. Um, the number of players coming in and out is is quite shocking. In fact, there are five or six players there who, whose name just appeared once. Uh, and then the closest thing to a pattern was players who spent maybe uh, three or so games uh, in a in, not even in a row, but in a, in a, in a period uh, there. So in the Gold Cup, it was uh, Ariel Lassiter playing two of the four games uh, up there. And in World Cup qualifying, we did see left defender Matarita and left midfielder Johan Venega sometimes moving up into a more attacking role on the left. Uh, otherwise, Jewis and Bennett came in and out uh, in the middle of World Cup qualifying, and then Alonso Martinez came in and out near the end. Whew, are you confused enough? <laughs> the, that continued, actually, uh, into the final set, those five games at the end, with even right-back uh, Fuller, Keisha Fuller, popping up as a left midfielder, uh, if you can believe it. Uh, but some consistency was found in the last few games where uh, Jewis and Bennett, who, who had uh, occupied it for a while in the middle of World Cup qualifying, came back in for three of the five games at the end, including that important playoff game against uh, New Zealand. So in all of this confusion, we can see maybe Jewis and Bennett emerging as uh, a candidate in this um, vague position on the left. Wow. Okay, so, uh, oh, I should have talked about the candidates first before the position. That was supposed to be the summary, but uh, I ended up naming the players we're going to talk about here, and we have Jewis and Bennett as a likely candidate. However, Ariel Lassiter, uh, um, who appeared, now seems to be off the squad, and Randall Leal, who uh, he impressed me in a game in 2019, I think, um, uh, also off the squad, Randall Deal. So we'll go back to uh, Jewison Bennett, one of the youngest players who has made it onto the squad, just uh, 18 years old here, and uh, is playing for uh, uh, Sunderland in England. I'm all out of order here. Uh, I should be giving you his recent uh, participation first. He got his first cap in August 2021, so just after the Gold Cup, and he started six of their eight remaining games and was on the bench for seven 
So uh, not selected for five matches, but selected fairly regularly. So six caps in his uh, in his time since 2021, and as I said, 18 years old. And with Sunderland in England, he moved there in 2022 uh, from Herediano, uh, which was also his youth club. So Jewison Bennett, perhaps. Um, giving some uh, consistency to the position. Ariel Lasseter uh, tried and failed, basically, um, towards the end of World Cup qualifying. Uh, he started, uh, no, sorry, I think I'm mixing him up with um, uh, Alonso Martinez. So Ariel Lasseter started one of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup, and he was on the bench for one, but not selected for 16 matches, including the last 15. So we saw a few players kind of dropping off from the team completely a few games into World Cup uh, qualifying, and he was one of them. Uh, Ariel Lasseter, uh, been with Costa Rica since 2019, 17 caps and one goal, and 28 years old. And uh, he's been playing in the U.S., for several teams and was a starter uh, in the 2021 Gold Cup, which was uh, his first tournament. So seemed to be making good inroads there. And then shortly uh, into World Cup qualifying was kind of um, um, uh, abandoned, uh, uh, although he was uh, another player who could have brought youth to the club or could have brought youth to the team. Uh, but was abandoned instead. The same is true of Randall Leal. Uh, he started two of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup. He was subbed in for four and on the bench for one and then not selected uh, for the last nine matches. So uh, these players being cast aside here. Uh, Randall Leal uh, has been with the team since 2018 and has 26 caps in that time. Uh, he's 25 years old and also plays in the USA for Nashville. And he also spent a bit of time in Belgium. And uh, his first tournament was the uh, 2019 uh, World Cup, uh, Gold Cup, sorry, where he was a sub in game one and gained the starting position. So he too, uh, perhaps a bit earlier than Lasseter, but seemed to be making good inroads into the squad. And as I said, um, I think... Uh, just, uh, I remember him having one good game there in the 2019 Gold Cup, although uh, he did miss a miss a, um, a shootout in the penalty against Mexico. So, um, nevertheless, uh, um, someone we might see in the future. He was uh, not only on that big preliminary squad for the 2021 Gold Cup, but made the cut to 27 and then didn't make the final cut, which uh, was a bit of a surprise, uh, actually. And, um, yeah, that's it. That's what we have for left-wingers and attacking midfielder in that part of the pitch. So, uh, Jewish and Bennett looking like the most likely candidate there, and we have him as likely to make the, the squad. Let's move on to right-wingers and attacking midfielders. So, um I'll go through the candidates first, like I should have last time. Here we have Carlos Mora. So I think that's the third Mora on the team, but he is the the one uh, who appears the most. We have him as a likely candidate. And we have Mar uh, Alonso Martinez, who I just talked about actually playing on the left 
left side of the field, a kind of a left attacking uh, player. So let's begin with uh, Carlos Mora. He uh, um, is the likely candidate and he got his first appearance on the bench in March 2022 and started two of their remaining five games there. And he was subbed in for one and on the bench for the two others. So he's been with Costa Rica then just since 2022 and has three caps and is 21 years old. So uh, bringing the youth there, he hasn't uh, been in any tournaments, uh, of course. And uh, Ala Juelense is uh, the club he plays for. Uh, Alonso Martinez, as I've said, we saw him on the uh, left side, but he's actually coded as a right uh, winger. And he started four of their 18 games since the 2021 uh, Gold Cup. And uh, he was subbed in for two uh, and injured for four. Uh, but then he wasn't selected for the last three matches. So again, um, a bit of a concern there. Uh, maybe another uh, dropping of a young player because he is just uh, 24 years old. Uh, he's been with the team since 2021 and has 12 caps. And he does have a tournament in 2021. Uh, he was uh, subbed into the 2021 Gold Cup and gained a starting position for games three and four. Uh, so, um, uh, again, looked like someone who was going to make it onto the squad and now uh, in the last three matches not selected. So I wonder... Uh, okay, let's take a look at this position of uh, right winger, right attacking midfielder, or right forward. So if we think of the right forward quadrant of the field. And actually, it is forward Joel Campbell, uh, the kind of default player in this position. But uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, Alonso Martinez did play in this position in the Gold Cup. And as I said, largely Joel Campbell, but uh, sorry, largely Joel Campbell, but quite a variety of other players stepping in for a game or two, uh, including Alonso Martinez here and Mora, Carlos Mora, and even uh, Keisha Fuller, who seems to pop up all over the place. Uh, right back Keisha Fuller, even playing as a right forward uh, in this part of the field. Uh, but actually, in the last five games, it was Gerson Torres who we met as a just as a left midfielder. Um, yeah, as a likely left midfielder um, who played three of the last five games there, including that important game against New Zealand. So uh, perhaps like uh, Jewis and Bennett on the right side, uh, Gerson Torres is kind of nailing down a spot on the left side. And uh, certainly they need to because there's been a lot of confusion uh, uh, confusion there. All right, well, let's move on to forwards and we'll begin with attacking midfielders. And here we have uh, Brian Ruiz, another uh, veteran. Um, uh, but we have, well, we have to have him as a definite candidate, although he doesn't, whoops, he doesn't start much. Um, nowadays we'll tell you why and uh, we also have Brandon Aguiera we saw him a couple of times as a central midfielder but he's coded as a defensive or uh, an attacking midfielder and we have him as a likely candidate we have Aaron Suarez as a possible but unlikely candidate and we have Ronaldo Araya 
and uh, Christopher Nunez as uh, seemingly off the squad. So let's go back to talk about Brian Ruiz. And uh, again, older than um, Celso Borges. He's been with Costa Rica since 2005. And actually, he's been the captain uh, most of the time. Um, uh, Borges sometimes uh, in the captaincy role. But Brian Ruiz, 145 caps and 29 goals. And he's been uh, uh, on the squad, as I say, since 2005. He's 37 years old. So he has come back uh, from abroad, now playing for Alajuelense in Costa Rica, his second spell with them. But he's played for some big teams, uh, Santos in Brazil before that, and Sporting Lisbon in Portugal. He was also with Fulham in England from 2011 to 15 and uh, moved over from Alajuelense in um, sorry Alajuelense in 2006 okay well we won't go through all of his cups but his first one was the 2005 gold cup and it looks like he wasn't part of the 2006 uh, uh, world cup squad I'd have to look into that uh, a bit more but uh, actually it seemed to be kind of off the squad uh, a little bit there between 2006 and 2011, um, but uh, 2000 all the way up till 2013 actually. But that was a B team squad for the 2013 Gold Cup. So uh, in short, he he uh, only took part in the 2011 Gold Cup and was a substitute there uh, but suddenly in 2014 he was captain of the team and starter and yeah one of the bigger names in that successful 2014 world cup campaign scoring two of their five goals um yeah and the only goal uh that uh, against italy there so um uh, earned a name for himself there and was actually uh, very much involved in the gold cups after that and uh, all the way to the 2018 where he was captain 2018 world cup where he was captain and started all three games but then from 2019 uh, not as active uh, just a sub at the beginning of the 2019 gold cup and in 2021 started game one but then lost his starting position and basically since then uh, his age really showed in that cup, I felt. And since then, he's basically been um, uh, coming in at halftime. So started just four of their 18 games uh, there and subbed in for eight matches uh, besides. So playing half a game. Nevertheless, I uh, he did score two of their 14 goals. So um, they still kind of rely on him for goals. Brian Ruiz... Um, the uh, basically central attacking midfielder. Uh, Brandon Aguiera, uh, we have as a likely candidate. He got his first two appearances on the bench in March 2022 and started two of their remaining seven games and was subbed in for one and on the bench for two uh, besides. So he is uh, just 19 years old and uh, plays for Nottingham Forest in England, who seem to be buying up uh, all sorts of players as they move into the Premier League here. And um, uh, Nottingham Forest. Um, actually, he was signed for Nottingham Forest, but then loaned to uh, a team in Costa Rica immediately. Uh, prior to that was with uh, Alajuelense. 
in um in costa rica uh so a uh, brandon aguiera a likely candidate aaron suarez uh is possible but unlikely in our opinion and um he got his first cap in november 2021 and started two of their remaining 11 games but they're not selected for the last six matches so he plays in costa rica and is uh, 20 years old so perhaps one for the future ronaldo araya uh didn't start any of their games uh, since the 2021 Gold Cup, but was subbed in for the first one and not selected after that. So one of many young players kind of abandoned after a brief look, uh, after a brief look. So uh, he was uh, actually um, selected for the 2019 preliminary squad, not the 2021, but 2019. So he does have four caps since 2019 the 23-year-old, um, but really hasn't uh, uh, um, made it onto the team here. Ronaldo Araya playing for Cartagena in Costa Rica. And finally, Christopher Nunes uh, last appeared for the team in March 2021. So before the Gold Cup there, he actually made it onto the preliminary squad for the 2021 Gold Cup. But... Um, uh, not selected and he has been with the team since 2020 and has three caps and is 25 years old so he plays for a lesser club in greece called lamia um, but hasn't uh, also made inroads into the squad again i wonder if we'll see some of these players after the world cup as i i think they will be having a swath of the veterans retiring so it'll open up room for these players Meanwhile, let's uh, summarize by talking about the attacking midfielder as a position. So the central attacking midfielder position only exists in some of the formations, some of the many formations that Costa Rica has been using. It's otherwise uh, uh, filled by uh, mostly central midfielders. And uh, part of the reason perhaps that uh, Costa Rica has been a low scoring team is that, um, you know, the central midfielders are also relied on as kind of attacking midfielders. So when the central attacking midfielder is used, it's usually Brian Ruiz uh, who starts there. And that was once in the Gold Cup and then a few times in the middle of World Cup qualifying. Though, as I said, towards the end, he usually came in uh, as a substitute. Um, left midfielder Venegas, who's kind of a utility midfielder, uh, also played there once. All right, and now we move on to our last uh, section, which is forwards. And um, we begin with uh, naming the candidate, so Joel Campbell. And I could have had him actually as a, you know, one of those right wingers, right midfielder right attacking midfielder position um because he plays both and we'll talk about that but anyway uh joel campbell as a definite and anthony contreras as a definite and jose guillermo ortiz as a likely and uh Jurgens montenegro as seemingly off the squad the rest of them are all off the squad and there's quite a few of them actually uh, Jonathan Moya looked prom promising for a while. Lampard Ugalde also tried out in the position. And then a couple of veterans who are put in the retired category, uh, Ariel Rodriguez and Alvaro Saborio.
Um, we'll take a look at those, but, but probably not in detail. Let's go back to Joel Campbell, who is one of their leading players and uh, also uh, part of that group, 2014 World Cup veterans group. Uh, been with the team since 2011. Oh, no, I should give his recent participation first. The reason why we consider him a definite candidate uh, primarily is because he started 12 of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup, and he was subbed in for two and on the bench for one. Uh, injured for one game and not selected for two, uh, Joel Campbell. Uh, been with Costa Rica since 2011 and has a 118 caps and 25 goals and uh, you know actually a bit younger than the other veterans at 29 years old he got an early start with the team and currently plays for Leon in Mexico since 2020 uh, but was loaned out to Monterrey so that's where he is no I think that loan spell is finished uh, and he's back with Leon uh, he's played all over the place with uh, uh, um, in Italy and Spain and uh, Portugal and uh, the bigger clubs he's played for were Arsenal, uh, who he was with actually from 2011 to 18, but loaned out quite a bit, including to uh, Villarreal in Spain and Olympiacos uh, in Greece. So uh, he got his, his start um, uh, with uh, Saprice, actually he was with Saprice and Alajuelense youth clubs both. Uh, yeah, we could go through all the cups, but he's been involved in most of the cups since uh, his first one in 2011, uh, the Gold Cup, where he was a sub. He also played the Copa America uh, that same year, but most significantly was part of that 2014 um, World Cup squad, and he was a sole forward uh, in, in those games and uh, scored one of their goals. Uh, that was in a a 3-1 comeback win over Uruguay. He scored one of the goals. So, um, uh, In the Gold Cup 2015 and forward, he was a starter. A sub, though, in the 2018 World Cup because he was recovering uh, from injury there. So uh, didn't play a big part in that cup, unfortunately for them. Uh, but was a starter in 2019 and 2021 uh, Gold Cups there so um uh, again continues to impress actually he scored two of their six goals in the gold cup he was great in setup play and, and made several assists besides his goals and he scored three of their 14 goals in qualifying just 14 goals in qualifying by the way but he got three of them and was the top scorer uh, including uh, significantly uh, the goal in the game playoff game against New Zealand that got them through uh, to this World Cup. So Joel Campbell, a very important player for the team, um, although I wonder if he's supposed to be the starting forward. I'll get to that soon. Uh, Anthony Contreras, uh, not the veteran that Joel Campbell is. He got his first cap in November 2021 and started five of their remaining 11 games and was subbed in for two and on the bench for three. So looking uh, like he's making good inroads here. Another uh, young player, but uh, he has actually um, survived uh, the abandonment that some of the others underwent. So uh, nine caps and two goals since 2021. And he is 22 years old and uh, playing in Costa Rica for Herediano uh, there. 
Okay, so we also have Jose Guillermo Ortiz, and he is a likely candidate, and he started four of their 18 games since the 2021 uh, Gold Cup, subbed in for two and on the bench for four. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, he was injured for the last three matches, which we will talk about in our roundup of injuries. Uh, Jose Guillermo Ortiz started with Costa Rica in 2017 and has 22 caps and three goals in that time. But he's not that young, actually. He is 30 years old and uh, he he has returned to play for, oh no, he's been with uh, Herediano in Costa Rica for a while. He did go uh, abroad, though, uh, he was on loan spells with uh, Tolima in Colombia and, interestingly, with uh, Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam and uh, also in the USA. So uh, kind of traveling around uh, a bit, but uh, as a loan player. Uh, he uh, got his first cap in 2017, as we said, um, but um, uh, had, didn't make it to a tournament um, uh until uh 2021 gold cup so he was on the preliminary roster in the 2017 and 2019 gold cups but didn't make the cut either time uh, and in the 2021 gold cup he started game one uh but was subbed out and lost his starting position and we're going to see the same thing happened uh, basically in qualifying where he didn't score any goals and uh, kind of lost his position. So they tried him out in qualifying too, and uh, he didn't last for too long, mostly because he didn't get any goals. All right, now we have a whole swath of players who uh, uh, are seemingly off the team. So I'll try to go quickly. It was Jurgens Montenegro. Um, he just subbed in for three games, and uh, he's 22 years old. Again, one of those players who didn't get much of a chance and was on the preliminary squad for the 2021 World Cup, but didn't make it. So Jurgen uh, Montenegro, we might see him uh, down the road uh, um, after the veterans retire. Jonathan Moya actually is probably um, a more uh, important player in that he started four of their 18 games since the 2021 Gold Cup and was subbed in for one, but then he too was abandoned, uh, didn't, uh, get selected for the last nine matches. He's no youngster, though. He's 30 years old and had amassed only 15 caps uh, since 2014, never playing in any tournament uh, there. He plays for Anyang in uh, South Korea. That's a recent move from uh, Costa Rica. Manfred Ugalde uh, returned after a 19-month absence in September 2021 uh, to play... Um, the second of their games after the uh, Gold Cup there. Uh, but then he was not selected after September 2021. So yet another young player, 20 years old uh, in his case, who got a very brief uh, uh, tryout. Uh, uh, Manfred Ugalde plays for Normal in Belgium, but is currently on, hold, on loan to a bigger club, uh, Twente in the Netherlands. Uh, so again, we might see him in the future. And now uh, players who seem retired, uh, Ariel Rodriguez uh, never really kind of uh, fully made it onto the squad, if truth be told. He last appeared in the 2021 Gold Cup where he was just a substitute. So he was um, with the team from 2016 to 2021, but 
Uh, I, I'm wondering if this is even correct. He only has uh, three caps and two goals. So that name is familiar to me, but um, uh, I won't go into more detail because he, he really hasn't made it onto the squad uh, ever. Uh, Alvario Saborio, though, is not that case. He is uh, one of the veterans, even more so than Brian Ruiz. Uh, since 2002, uh, he's been on Costa Rica with 111 caps and a very respectable 36 goals there. Uh, but now he's 40 years old. However, he did appear in 2021, believe it or not. He returned after a, a more than two-year absence um, in October of 2021. Uh, didn't start any, but subbed into a game, um, but didn't appear after that. But uh, uh, he was kind of a player who um, looked like he had retired a few times in his career, but then poop he would pop back into uh, into the picture. So all the way from the uh, actually 2004 Olympics, but the 2004 Copa America, uh, he played a role in. And uh, he was involved in the 20, uh, or 2006 World Cup. And not though in the 2014 World Cup, unfortunately, they could have used him because he scored eight of their 27 goals in qualifying, making him the top scorer for his team. But then uh, he was removed from the preliminary squad due to an injury, a foot fracture, suffered in training just two weeks before the tournament. So <laughs> amazing, making it even more amazing how well they did, having lost their top scorer going into that uh, group of death in 2014. Uh, he also didn't make the 2018 World Cup. He was kind of off the squad there actually i have him as listed as retired even for the 2017 gold cup but um so not a consideration for the 2018 world cup but came back to uh, play in the 2019 gold cup such as the nature of um alvaro saborio even at 40 years old i wonder if we've seen the last of him okay that is the forwards um and we'll go back to talk about the position so uh, well, the, the, the cup is like a microcosm of the World Cup qualifying. So in the four games of the cup, two forwards were tried out in the first two games. And uh, then they, they kind of gave up on those and put Joel Campbell into the position. Otherwise, Joel Campbell was playing as the kind of right attacking uh, player. And uh, same thing in the World Cup, but over, over uh, 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 more games. Uh, Jonathan Moyer was tried out and uh, looked like he might become the first, uh, the, the centre forward, but he scored no, no goals and then was abandoned. And uh, Jose Guillermo Ortiz came in during the middle of World Cup qualifying. He lasted a few games but scored no goals and he too disappeared. And so they ended up going back to Campbell again uh, towards the end of World Cup qualifying. Uh, closer to the end, though, uh, Contreras came in, and lo and behold, he scored two goals, one in each of the last two games. So, uh, ah, he looked like the savior for this position because I suspect they kind of want to use go, uh, Joel Campbell as um, a right attacking midfielder, and uh, they just by default have to use him as a forward when when they don't have anyone. Um, so. Um, 
in that crucial playoff game with New Zealand, it was uh, Contreras and Campbell playing together side by side as a two-man forward line. Uh, and then uh, to confuse the matters in the last game, uh, it was left midfield of Venegas playing as centre forward. So I'm not really sure where that leads us. But that was a pretty experimental game. So I'm guessing uh, uh, Contreras, uh, hoping Contreras will be uh, the centre forward and Joel Campbell uh, can play more as a right attacking midfielder because he's great at crossing the ball. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the player-by-player -player review. And wow, with so many veterans and so many players being kind of brought in and out, uh, that's got to be one of the longest I've done. Uh, so we move on to a discussion of the squad. And I should actually justify my clothing for this one. Uh, I didn't wear a soccer shirt. Instead, I tried to represent the colors, the colors of Costa Rica, the blue and the red. And um, if any Costa Rican is dissatisfied with that, you can easily resolve the problem by just uh, uh, sending me a shirt. I'll put my address on the on the pic. Okay, I'm not going to put my address on the picture, but uh, you know you can get hold of me if that's what you want to do. Okay, let's look at some of the notes, and some of these emerge out of the uh, uh, out of the uh, podcast we did before, and the first. Uh, uh, part of the podcast where we had uh, notes that emerged from from um, the podcast. So um, let's go back. Uh, let's actually start, though, with a different one uh, and uh, a positive note. They had a tremendous end to the qualifying campaign. So it looked like um, the, the team was aging, uh, which is uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, considerations we have, which I won't repeat, uh, uh, but in our podcast we said, wow, it's an aging team. They don't seem to be doing much to rejuvenate the team. Uh, so ineffective in bringing youth in. Uh, we're a bit worried for Costa Rica, and it looked like we were right because uh, they were constantly in fifth place uh, during qualification. Didn't look like they were going to make it at all. Um, you know, and uh, then suddenly at the end of qualification, they did great uh, and made it to the cup. Uh, they had to do it through a qualifying playoff with New Zealand, but they won that game too. And they did it by kind of going back to their veterans. Um, they have a lot of uh, players above 30 on the squad, and they uh, tended to bring in young players and then abandon them after a short time. Um, so, um, yeah, tended to go back to veterans. The only problem is that's a bit of a worry going into the World Cup because those veterans uh, kind of made it seem like the they wouldn't make it through qualifying. And then that's what they have to rely on during the Cup. So that's a, a pretty old squad going into the Cup. I'm kind of looking forward to the, the part where we look at age here because my guess is they'll be a lot older than most teams. But... Um, uh, there we there we have it. That's the story for Costa Rica. Actually, uh, they cleared out a lot of players. Um, uh, cleared out is not really the word because what it mostly was was kind of seen to bring in a couple of players to try them out, but then didn't really try them out. Kind of gave them a, a substitute appearance or they appeared on the bench for a couple of games and then they were gone. 
And this describes a lot of young players that they brought in. So ultimately, uh, they didn't rejuvenate the team much. There are a couple of young players who kind of made it through. But um, uh, generally, as, as we saw, they tended to go back to veterans and uh, cleared out um, a lot of the young players, who I think will probably come back uh, after the World Cup when uh, some of the veterans will retire and they have to rebuild the team. Uh, another concern is, uh, well, not a really concern, but something to think about is the variety of formations that they used. Uh, all sorts of formations, um, usually four at the back and uh, one up top, but sometimes a 4-3-3, sometimes a 5-4-1. In fact, uh, uh, okay, 4-2-3-1 was probably their most uh, commonly used formation. And um, however, it was actually uh, their lesser used formations, the 5-4-1 and the 4-4-2 that they used the least, but those were the formations they used in their most successful games towards the end of World Cup qualifying and also against New Zealand. So, uh, you know, the formation is really kind of uh, up in the air. And, uh, you know, for some teams, uh, that variety in formation seems to... Uh, work making them unpredictable but my feeling for Costa Rica is that um, um, it, uh, it, it and some of the player selections for certain positions uh, just seem to be a bit of guesswork or a bit of trial and error uh, but a lot of players a lot of formations being tried out and uh, not a lot of consistency there so um Maybe a player, a fan more intimate with Costa Rica can can uh, define it as a strength or a weakness more. I got to say, from my vantage point, it does seem to be a weakness. Okay, let's look at their club affiliations. By far, the biggest name on the squad is Kaylor Navas, who plays for uh, Paris Saint Germain, and he was with Real Madrid. Uh, before that. Beyond that, we uh, don't have a lot. We have Joel Campbell playing for Lyon in Mexico, and um, Jewison Bennett plays for Sunderland in England. A couple of players playing in the USA uh, for FC Cincinnati and Real Salt Lake, um, and then one in Saudi Arabia. And I would say a little more than half of them play for um, the clubs in uh, Costa Rica. Uh, usually the biggest clubs like uh, Saprisa, Alajuelense, and um, Municipal Grecia. Um, so, yeah, compared to some of the teams coming into the Cup, uh, not a lot of pedigree on the squad with most of the players playing locally. Let's take a look at some of the statistics. statistics. I have a new one for you, actually, today. But we'll go over some of the old ones. So the first one we talk about is uh, how many players are kind of on the plate for um, Costa Rica. So how many players have they kind of looked at since 2020? Actually, that should be 2021 um, uh, there. But uh, it's 61 for Costa Rica. That's actually a very high number. Uh, the average is 50. And only uh, Mexico and USA are higher. It seems to be a bit of a CONCACAF thing, but not necessarily because Canada's not that high and uh, Ghana is very high in Africa. So that means they've been kind of uh, uh, trying out a lot of players 
and uh, going through a lot of players. So we saw with Costa Rica that uh, they had brought uh, quite a few young players in and dismissed them fairly quickly, sometimes with only uh, an appearance on the bench or maybe uh, an appearance as a substitute. So um, I, I've been saying they really haven't developed their youth for that reason. They kind of go back to their uh, veterans. They've even kind of called back a couple of veterans over the last year so players who have been absent from the squad for a while uh, suddenly reappearing so all of these play into that uh, 61 a large number uh, however in terms of um, uh, definite likely and possible uh, the number is only 32 so that's kind of in range the average is actually 33 so uh, they do seem to be kind of whittling down the squad uh, to a manageable size and in fact, uh, for players in the definite and likely category, it's 25. So that's pretty much the 26 that they'll bring to the cup. So uh, if you kind of go through the uh, players, and we will at the end, it looks like, um, you know, if the players in the definite and likely categories make it, then uh, there'll only be room for one more. Of course, there's always a few surprises like uh, injuries or players surprisingly not chosen or new players coming into form. But uh, roughly, uh, roughly, they'll choose one of the players we've coded as possible from those 32. And uh, so they'll be choosing from those seven players, but really only have room for one uh, there. I've talked about their age quite a bit in the podcast, so here we go. Here's the stat. Their average age is 27.5. Uh, the average is about 25 to 27, and uh, specifically the average is 26.8. So actually not as high as I thought it would be, uh, considering that they do have, uh, let me see, 14 of, their, uh, 14 of those 32 players uh, are over the age of 30. And uh, Brian Ruiz is 37, Kayla Navis 35, and then uh, five players who are 33 or higher, uh, six players actually who are 33 or higher. Uh, that is balanced out a bit because they do have uh, some youth in the squad. They have two teenagers actually, Jewison and Brennett and Brandon Aguiera. And then... Um, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players, uh, um, 22 or younger. So that balances out a bit. So uh, it wasn't as high as I thought. The average number of caps is uh, 39.6, and that's uh, very high. The average among the teams I've done so far, which is um, about 26 teams, uh, is 29.2, so they're 39.6. So, of course, uh, with all of those older players uh, comes experience, and that will hopefully uh, be a benefit to them, although uh, with age also comes um, age. <laughs> so they're uh, maybe a little bit slower. For example, Brian Ruiz now is just subbing into games, not really uh, up for playing 90 minutes, for example and uh, is notably slower than, than he used to be. Uh, in terms of goals, uh, the total is 123, and it is 4.1 uh, average goals per player. But I'm beginning to feel more and more that um, that doesn't mean much. So actually, 123 goals 
uh, for the amount of caps they have is kind of low. So I've actually developed a new statistics, and that is the average number of goals per cap. So uh, here presenting it in the first podcast, but I went back and calculated it for uh, the other teams that we've done. And um, uh, I turn it into a percentage here. So it is 10.4%, which in itself doesn't mean much. We have to compare it with other teams. So uh, I'll just tell you the average is 13.5%, suggesting that Costa Rica is a pretty low-scoring team, and and we did know that. Uh, And in fact, there's only one team uh, that's lower scoring than them, and that is Wales. Um, The higher-scoring teams, Germany has uh, 17.5%, and Spain has 18%, and it looks like I forgot to calculate Qatar, which is also a high-scoring team. Uh, But anyway, there we have it, um, a low-scoring team. And if we dig a little more into those statistics per player, uh, that bears out. Um, Sorry about that. Uh, So their highest-scoring player percentage-wise is Brian Ruiz, Uh, No, it's Joel Campbell, no surprise there. Uh, But he's only 21.2%, which means he scores about one in every five games. Uh, A good ratio for a forward is about 30%. And um, we've seen a lot higher than that. So 21% for their top scorer, uh, quite low. Brian Norris has 29 caps in 144 games. That's 20%. And uh, their next highest scorer, believe it or not, is central midfielder Celso Borges, who is at 17.5%. I'm surprised by how much he scores. Uh, other players, um, uh, we, some of the younger players do have good numbers. So uh, Contreras, Anthony Contreras, 25%, Jewis and Bennett. Uh, 28%, but they have less than 10 games, so we don't really consider that in the stats. So uh, Contreras has two in eight games, and Jewis and Bennett uh, two in seven games. So um, we'd need to see uh, a few more games under their belt to consider them uh, kind of high-scoring players. But perhaps it is a uh, uh, promising uh, going forward. All right, let's look at uh, some of the issues on the squad. So they have um, a pretty solid defense. Uh, if they don't score a lot of goals, they also don't allow a lot of goals. And uh, the standard uh, de- defending pairing has been Calvo and Duarte. Uh, Duarte, uh, But uh, we did see that they brought in some uh, new players towards the end, actually defensive midfielders, uh, and then suddenly switched back to the veterans at the end. Uh, as they often did, uh, go back to their veterans, especially for that game against New Zealand. So uh, they seem fated to do so in this cup, although uh, they do have plenty of backups in central defence, but we expect Calvo and Duarte uh, to be the starting pair of central defenders. On the uh, left side, uh, we have uh, Brian Oviedo, but uh, Matarita came into the picture more and more, so the question is... uh, Uh, which one will start. Again, I suspect they'll go with their veterans and choose Oviedo. And he actually um, uh, was uh, starting uh, towards the end more than Matarita, sorry. On the right side at the back, uh, is it Keisha Fuller or Martinez? 
Um, Blanco, uh, Ricardo Blanco was making a bid, but seems to be out of the picture now. And young Martinez seemed uh, to be making a bid too. But in the end, uh, they went with Fuller, um, again, going back to their veterans. However, we did see in that New Zealand game that at halftime, uh, they subbed Martinez in for Fuller, uh, suggesting that uh, they weren't satisfied with Fuller. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in the upcoming friendlies and in the cup itself. Uh, in the midfield, uh, a bit of an issue is they rely on central midfielders for uh, attack. So... Um, the attacking midfielder role is often not there, so they have uh, central midfielders um, kind of playing defensively and offensively. I put down their basically their low scoring and their defensive style uh, to that issue. Um, they also have a high turnover, especially uh, in the offense and on the wing. So um, in all positions, really, but uh, more in the attacking roles. And uh, the left attack is a bit of a mess right now. Uh, that's the kind of left wing, left attacking midfielder or in a 4-4-3, the left forward. They have had a lot of players coming in and out, but we did see towards the end that perhaps Jewison Benison uh, is nailing down um, a spot, but he hasn't been in the position long enough to know. And um, in the attack... Uh, basically, uh, is uh, Joel Campbell going to be used as the right attacking midfielder that I think they want to use him as? Or uh, for lack of a goal-scoring centre-forward, will they have to once again fall back to putting him in as the centre-forward? So uh, perhaps uh, Contreras may be uh, a solution to this because he was the one forward they tried out who did score goals. So... Uh, they'll be hoping that they can use Contreras as the centre forward and Campbell as the right forward. But again, Contreras uh, wasn't really in the position long enough to prove himself. And that uh, kind of goes along with um, the, the players they have tried out, Jonathan Moya and Juan Pablo Ortiz, uh, not really working because uh, um, they put them as centre-forward for a few games, but uh, nothing came of it. They didn't score goals. However, as I said, Contreras uh, did, so hopefully he'll be the solution for them. Okay, we have uh, some new players for the squad, and perhaps I haven't been crediting them enough for bringing in youth, um, uh, but they do seem to kind of fall back to the veterans, and I think they'll do that in the Cup. Nevertheless, we do have three uh, three new players who we consider definite to make the squad, three who we consider likely, and then three who um, uh, are just at the possible level. So uh, the defensive midfielders, uh, Daniel Chacon and Orlando Gallo, uh, both uh, 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 we consider to be definite. Uh, to make the squad and adding a bit of youth to the squad. And in the forward line, I just mentioned him, uh, Anthony Contreras. Um, so that is a good a step in the right direction because I think a lot of their veterans will be retiring after the World Cup. Uh, possible candidates, we have uh, Carlos Martinez. So we talked about him in the right back position, um, uh, possibly replacing... Uh, Keisha Fuller or uh, uh, 
Keisha Fuller could move elsewhere on the field, actually, because he does move around. Uh, on the uh, left wing or left attacking midfield, uh, Jewison Bennett. He's very young, though, just 18 years old um, and hasn't really uh, been in the position long enough to nail it down. But uh, uh, a new, uh, some new blood on the squad, nevertheless. And uh, Brandon Aguiera. Uh, actually, he hasn't started uh, that many games. Well, he started six games, uh, sometimes as a central midfielder. And um, uh, sorry, I'm mistaken. Yeah, I thought he had fewer games. Just three starts, but he's been on the bench a lot. And that's generally true of the possible candidates too. Uh, Ian Lawrence is a left back, but I think he has just um, uh, one start in recent games. And uh, Douglas Lopez, a defensive midfielder, uh, hasn't actually earned a start, but has been on the bench uh, in in the last few games there. And finally, Rowan Wilson. Uh, it's possible that these players won't make it uh, to the squad, though. They'll be close to the cut. Uh, Rowan Wilson himself just came in, in in June 2022 and didn't start either of the games, but uh, he was subbed in for one and on the bench for one. But... Uh, not necessarily, um, uh, not necessarily uh, a player who looks like they're going to make it to the final squad. We do have a few players who are not young, but uh, they are new to the squad in 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 the sense that they haven't reached a tournament so far. So we have goalkeeper Aaron Cruz as a likely candidate. He's 31 years old, but uh, this would be his first tournament if he makes it. And uh, Gerson Torres, uh, a left midfielder, but actually plays on the right. And uh, he's 25 years old, but has not made it to a tournament uh, so far. However, we consider both of those likely. And uh, we have Ricardo Blanco, and uh, he actually uh, was more in uh, the first half of World Cup qualifying as a right black back. He looked like he was going to take over Fuller's position uh, for a little while, but then he disappeared from the squad. So uh, he's never been in a tournament and is some uh, <laughs> is new in the sense that he hasn't been in a tournament, but actually is 33 years old. So um, and finally, Houston Salas. Uh, got a couple of starts, and uh, he's 26 years old. Again, hasn't been in a tournament. He got his first cap in 2021. Uh, but I wouldn't say these would be uh, players who are going to rejuvenate the squad. But the nine new players we talked about, um, we could see coming more into the squad, uh, if not during the World Cup, then after. For injuries, we don't have much for uh, uh, Costa Rica, so they're kind of blessed that way. Uh, only one injury is out, and that's Jose Guillermo Ortiz, the uh, center forward. And he uh, was out with a um, cruciate ligament problem for which he underwent surgery. So he's been out since April 2022. I think he did the surgery over the summer, and he's expected back in late October. So. Um, we'll check on him in the update podcast, but um, uh, uh, it looks like he'll be back in time. Uh, for notable absences, we do have actually this uh, veteran squad uh, with some of the players already retired. So I won't go through their long bios, um, but just kind of mention them by name. We covered some of them in the player-by-player 
uh, podcast. But we have Christian Gamboa. Uh, he held back the, the he held down the right back position for many years, um, but um, the 2019 Gold Cup uh, was his last tournament. Although he did play as late as November 2020, uh, but is off the squad. David Guzman. Uh, actually played in the Gold Cup and was a starter there, but um, short, uh, so, soon into World Cup qualifying after the Gold Cup, uh, he disappeared from the squad, and he is 31 years old. There's a chance he'll make it back to the squad, but he hasn't been selected, uh, wasn't selected for their last 14 matches. Uh, Christian Bolanos, a right midfielder, uh, again, very much a part of the squad. Not so much in the latter years, though. In the 2018 World Cup and 2019 Gold Cup, he was just a substitute. Um, and he wasn't part of the 2021 Gold Cup. He made the preliminary squad there, but not the final squad. And um, October 2021 was his last game. And then we have uh, some people who follow the team from World Cup to World Cup may recall some of the players from the 2018 World Cup squad. So these are basically players that retired after that. So uh, Johnny Acosta, uh, a central defender, he was a starter in the 2018 World Cup. And uh, Patrick Pemberton was a longtime uh, backup keeper, and he actually uh, did start a couple of tournaments, the 2016 uh, Copa Centro Americana and also the 2017 Gold Cup, of course. Uh, starting keeper Kayla Navis doesn't uh, play in those tournaments. However, the 2018 World Cup, where he was a backup keeper, uh, was his last tournament. Uh, Marco Urena, uh, a forward uh, who had 66 caps from 2009, and he started actually the first two games of the 2018 World Cup, but lost his starting position. Uh, another of many forwards who they who they try out um, that didn't score much. He actually got 15 goals in his 66 caps over the year, which is under over the years, which is under 25%. So uh, never really kind of delivered on the goals. We saw uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez as a kind of a rotating starter in the 2021 Gold Cup. But uh, shortly after the Gold Cup, um, he disappeared from the squad. And um, he's 33 years old, so probably retired, but a real veteran too. Most of these guys have more than uh, uh, 60 caps. Um, Giancarlo Gonzalez has 88. And finally, uh, Alvaro Saborio, who uh, retired from the squad a few times actually, but seemed to keep popping back up. He played his last game in 2021, actually, even though he's 40 years old now. And uh, he earned 111 caps and 36 goals. So they, they do miss his goals. But um, even by the 2018 World Cup, he was, uh, he was um, fairly old and actually didn't play in that World Cup or in the 2014 Cup. So uh, his main period was actually before that time nevertheless he uh he held on and actually was a uh, uh, part of the squad for the 2019 gold cup and finally uh we end with uh, oscar ramirez he was the manager in the 2018 world cup and um 
was uh, dismissed shortly after, I think. Yeah, he finished in um, 2018. Uh, so that manager is gone, and we have Luis Fernando Suarez uh, as manager of the team. There were a couple of managers in between them, actually. Uh, okay, so let's finish with uh, the play, uh, the players that we predict to be starters. And um, uh, Luis Fernando Suarez, well, they did uh, fire a manager shortly before the Gold Cup, and he was brought in. But I don't think uh, that's going to happen here, so we can expect him to be the manager leading them through it. A bit of debate after the 2021 Gold Cup as to whether uh, Lionel Moreira would take the starting spot because Kayla Navas um, kind of eschews the, the Gold Cup. But no, Kayla Navas came in immediately and was a starter and uh, has been ever since. So, again, their biggest name, it would be a surprise to see him not start. Uh, uh, for defenders, uh, uh, sorry, and um, uh, we also have likely uh, uh, Aaron Cruz, uh, but he'll be a backup. And Esteban Alvarado may be challenging Cruz uh, for that third goalkeeper spot. We're pipping Cruz uh, right now, but um, uh, it'll likely be uh, Moreira and Cruz as the backup keepers. Okay, for de for defense, we saw that uh, uh, Cal Calvo and Duarte basically started uh, World Cup qualifying, and then towards the end of that campaign, uh, they experimented a bit and ultimately went back to Calvo and Duarte for the playoff game against New Zealand. And I think they'll do the same in the World Cup, go with the true and tried. And so uh, Francisco Calvo and Oscar Duarte, probably the central defensive pairing. But they do have good backup with Kendall Waston and Juan Pablo Vargas, and have also brought some of the young defensive midfielders, uh, Gallo and Chacon, uh, as backup defenders, which they'll probably need because, as you see, there are only four candidates here. Uh, all the others seem to be off the squad, so they usually bring five or six. So maybe those defensive midfielders will uh, cover that position. Uh, for left-backs, it looks like Brian Oviedo is uh, going to be the starter. It looked like Ronald Matarita was making a bid, but uh, he looks like he'll be the backup here. Oviedo seemed to win out as the veterans tended to do. Uh, Ian Lawrence is a possibility to bring to the cup, but if they do, he'll probably be on the bench. Uh, for right backs, again, the veteran seems to uh, have one out, Keisha Fuller, but actually I'm not as certain with this one because um, the player challenging for his position, Carlos Martinez, uh, did sub in for him in the second half of... Uh, uh, in the second half of uh, the playoff game against New Zealand. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe Carlos Martinez might get the uh, the bid. So right now I'm going to put them as rotating. That's kind of hedging my bet, I know. Um, and uh, possibly Blanco being brought uh, to the cup, but uh, hasn't been with the squad uh, in the last part of this period. So maybe off the squad. Um Defensive midfielders Daniel Shacon and Orlando Gallo. I think that they will be starters. Uh, 
No, uh, maybe not. I, I think that they're, they're kind of close to starting, but I'm not confident enough to say so. I think they'll be definitely uh, handy candidates to have because I think they can start in central defense or in central midfield. And uh, especially against the the uh, attacking teams that they'll be facing, um, uh, maybe, maybe you. So I wouldn't be surprised if they gained a starting position uh, during the cup. I'm going to highlight them in yellow. That's kind of my hedging of bets colors. Uh, but it is actually the central midfielder Celso Borges and Yeltsin Tejada. If they follow their pattern of sticking with the veterans, uh, these guys have never really been questioned. Uh, so I think they'll they'll definitely be starters. Um, perhaps uh, Shakon of Gallo coming in if they don't perform well or uh, get injured or something like that. Uh, left midfield, um, well, Johan Venegas is coded as a left midfielder, but uh, he kind of plays all over the place. So I think they will find a place for him, regardless of the formation that they use. It could be attacking midfielder. He played even as a center forward once. Uh, so they usually put him on the field. Uh, Gerson Torres uh, is a left midfielder or coded as such, but he usually plays on the right, actually. And he looked like he was kind of uh, starting to nail down that right attacking midfielder position. But that was when uh, Joel Campbell was uh, forced into service as a center forward. So I think Gerson Torres will start as a backup. But um, if Joel Campbell has to play as a forward, I, I do see him getting a couple of starts as a right attacking midfielder. On the left wing, uh, more so than uh, Gerson Torres, Jewison Bennett is kind of nailing down that position. So uh, I'm being a bit bold in nominating him as a starter, but I think it is, um, uh, you know, I think uh, he will at least get a few starts. Uh, because they really don't have a lot of options over there. They went through a lot of players, um, but uh, uh, he kind of ended up being the one who played the most. Um, right wing Carlos Mora. Uh, well, we have him likely to make the squad, but I wouldn't say he, he is a starter. Uh, attacking midfielders, we have Brian Ruiz as definitely making the squad. But uh, less and less has he been starting, sometimes as a central attacking midfielder. But I think they're going to use him as a substitute because at, uh, at the age he's at, 30, is it 37 years old? Um, I, I, I don't think he will play uh, full games there. So maybe in a couple of situations he could be a starter, but uh, more likely as a substitute. Uh, Brandon Aguiera uh, will probably... Uh, be on the bench, may get a couple of starts. He's a likely to uh, make the final squad, but I wouldn't say likely to uh, be a starter. Joel Campbell, definitely a starter. Uh, he's listed as a forward, but I think they would prefer him as a right attacking midfielder, sending in crosses and stuff. And I think they're going to start with Anthony Contreras as the forward, and hopefully he will get goals for them. Uh, if not, they may uh, uh, again press Joel Campbell into service as the uh, as the starting forward. Uh, likely candidate Jose Guillermo Ortiz. Um, uh, 
should be recovered from his injury and uh, should be with the squad, uh, especially given how few forwards they actually have here. Uh, but he kind of had his chance as uh, the starting forward and didn't produce. So I think he will be coming in as a substitute. And that is the end. I'm not sure whether we have the requisite number of players. We have a couple of perhapses there uh, that I used yellow to highlight. But um, that's it, the run through the players and the starters. And that actually brings us to the end of this uh, media cast. So uh, thanks very much for listening. Keep in mind that we will do an update as new information comes out. So an update on teams and players probably in early to mid-November. We're going to do that after teams publish their final rosters. Uh, meanwhile, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And our website uh, is soccerfiles.captivate.fm. Hope to see you in our next episode, and bye-bye. <laughs>